welcome to the Sam Dean Podcast, where we talk about life uncensored. Today on the show, we have Mike and Bess Suarez, who own Come and Take It in Athens. Come and Take It's a convenience store where they have high-end groceries, uh, craft beer, and wine, and it's a great place. It's on Larkin Street, so go visit Come and Take It in Athens. Also, our show's sponsored by Protein Proletas. There's protein ice cream that you can buy at CrossFit Van Zandt and CrossFit Van Zandt South. It makes for a great post-workout snack. You can also find it at ProLetas.com, P-R-O-L-E-T-A-S.com. podcast is also sponsored by Van Zandt Coffee, the best coffee roasted here locally in East Texas. It's my favorite. I recommend Hondo Sidekick. I love it. We sell it in one-pound bags. And uh, you can order it on vansandcoffee.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the show. Bye-bye. All right. We're here with Bess Suarez and her husband, Mike. They own Come and Take It in Athens. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. This is my first. I never thought I'd be on a podcast. I feel like I really made it. You've never listened to a podcast before. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get him to listen to some of these so we could be a little prepared, but he doesn't do what I He's busy. He's busy. You're right. So the reason I'm doing podcasts, guys, if you listened to the early ones, you would know that. Well, I'm still curious. Like, what, what motivated you to do this? Well... I want to learn as much as I can. Um, I want to hear stories. I hate, I hate watching interviews like on late night television or on the news, where it's just a soundbite and you don't get the full story. Mm-hmm. So I'm prepared now to keep you guys in my house for as long as possible to get the full story, until we're just tired of talking. <laughs> There's a door right there. there yeah. But are you willing to keep our children in your house as long <laughs> as question. possible? I'm sure they'll be asleep by the time we finish this. Uh, hopefully they're watching Terminator or some type of great movie upstairs with George. Predator? Predator is a good one. I like <laughs> more of a... Uh, my favorite Schwarzenegger movie was The Commando. Oh, yeah. Ray Don Chong. He had the uh, blazer. He rolled... He did, wouldn't start. He rolled it down the mountain because he had the, mm-hmm. this log home. Mm-hmm. Remember the first scene? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He rolled it down the mountain, he jumped in, and then he started kicking ass after that. Uh, was that on TV the other night? And you watched I wish it that? was on TV the other night. Yeah. Let off steam, Bennett. And then, the, <laughs> and then The Running Man. Remember The Running Man? Oh, uh, Schwarzenegger? Yeah. That's a Stephen King book. Which is awesome. Have you read it? No. I need oh, to. you got to read it. And at the very end... I'll write that down. Yeah, write that down. At the very end, he crashes a plane into the, the tower. Did you like, just spoil this, it for him? Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I'm gonna read the entire book. Just no, to... it's a short story. It's it's like. Well, have you ever read Ram- I... Rambo, the book? There was a book. First Blood. There was really a book. Yes, it's called First Blood. Hmm. I'll imagine that. But I'm not gonna tell you what happens though, because it's different than the movie. Really? Huh. Interesting. Thank you. Report back with the book report. Okay. Do you think they have those at the local library? Maybe. I've got the book here at the oh. Sam Dean Library, oh, so cool. I just let you borrow it. We'll be leaving with can that. Can I check it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I can find it. Yeah. But no, it's 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 cool. It's it's okay. But it's it's way darker than the movie. So is Running Man. If you can imagine that. Yeah, that was dark as a kid. You know, my parents growing up, 
let me watch. And I don't know if they were just beat down by the time they had me, <laughs> but I watched Terminator, Running Man, uh, Mel Gibson, you know, Lethal Weapon. I mean, I'm about George's age and I'm watching these movies, which didn't mess me up at all. No, you're a fine, upstanding citizen. Yeah. Well, it's true. I th- in spite I think, of this. I think so, in spite. But I have a, a funny story real quick. Uh, and if you have a kid in the vehicle, close you know, close the uh, ears. But um, <laughs> we go to, my, my mom takes us to, uh, to Disneyland, Disney World, my brother and I. I'm, and I'm about George's age. But my grandmother, Gagi, Mary, Mary Estes, and Wowo, her sister, Oni Beth Hervey, who's my great aunt, go with us because my dad's like I'm not going to Disney World and, uh, <laughs> that would totally be you <laughs> so we go to Destin, Florida where at some point Lethal Weapon's coming out in the movie theaters so we go see it you know and uh, it is you know if you've seen Lethal Weapon not on TBS but in the real life it's it's MF this MF that mm-hmm. Pat, yeah, right. this F this F that F you know ah, you know Mel Gibson and Danny Glover going yeah, I'm too old for this shit Riggs you know the whole the whole thing <laughs> but at one point you know we're kind of shocked me and Luke not really but one point whoa whoa shoot shoot this, she's in her seventies at this point I think she turns over and goes will you pass the F and popcorn. <laughs> she, she didn't say effing. She said the, she said the real world, the real, the real one. But uh, all right, so you guys, I met you guys when I came to Athens to build CrossFit Van Zant South. I started coming in your store and buying beer, peddling your coffee. Peddling. No, before he came in, just just as a customer, checking it out. Yeah, as I remember that. As a. a, a a lover of beer. Yes. So still am. And then what happened? Well, I remember. Uh, funny aside. So this guy would come in on his ra- in his Raptor with a big Ranger tab sticker on the back. Yeah. And he Not wanted a big, bottle a small one. Yeah. And he had a bottle. He wanted a bottle of wine, and so I, I took it off the rack. Mm-hmm. And I acted like I was going to toss it to him, just to, like. Yeah. <laughs> the look on your face is priceless. Like you couldn't believe I was tossing a bottle of wine. <laughs> but was he ready to catch it? No, he probably was, not. Like, like nobody had ever done that to first him before. Of all, how, how much is it cost? Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, anyway, one 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 of my first Sam Dean memories. He does that to well, no. all the customers. Not everybody. <laughs> I should I more like though. Just ones that he probably. And then eventually, I think that I don't know where you were in your coffee business at that time but eventually i think you gave us some coffee samples yeah and no, no probably not no i don't think so no no i mean because sam i don't give out samples okay well then i guess maybe yeah. we bought a bag from you because i, I remember think, I drinking you, I probably, it before I, we carried it i probably gave you just an entire bag okay yeah well so, i would think that would be like a sample here's a well, bag I'm again i'm against samples let me tell you that i don't know people all the time send me messages uh, can you send us some samples right. before we... And I'm like, ma'am, <laughs> it's $15. Live on the edge for once. Just go out there, take $15, and bet bet on red or, yeah. or black. And it's good. You're going to love it. And if you don't, I'll just give you money back. But like, I'm not going to have a whole... Buy thousands of sure. dollars of sample packs right. just to give them out to people that 
quite frankly, the people that love those samples, they just live off those things. And it pisses me off. Mm -hmm. I had a lady at Farmer's Market early on in the coffee game. I saw her waiting in line, and uh, she, she finally made it up to the line. And she didn't know what she wanted. She kept looking around. I'm sorry, my email's coming up. It's a Trump email. So I keep, I keep getting 30 of those a day. But I keep, she keeps looking around at the different coffees. And there's a line behind her at this. And I'm like, ma'am, uh, I'm going to just have to get the customer next to you. Uh, let me know what you want, you know. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, well, you got any samples? You know, can I try? And I have a long line. So I start helping somebody else. And she goes, well, I guess you don't want my business then. And uh, I was like, well, if you just tell me what you, you know, what you want and... Anyway, it made her mad, and she came back, and she goes, this should be called Henderson County Coffee, because you're not in Van Zandt County anymore, oh. and stormed off. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> So this was at the Athens Farmer's Market? This was Canton Farmer's Market, in which, in full, full disclosure, I started Van Zandt Coffee in my kitchen in Canton, Texas, uh -huh. and I roasted in my kitchen for a long time. Mm-hmm before I built CrossFit Vans at South in Athens and had a whole facility that I could put a commercial roaster in. Mm -hmm. And also, Van Zandt is not just because of the county I live in. It's because I'm a fan of Towns Van Zandt. Yes. Of little Stephen Van Zandt from mm -hmm. the E Street Band. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even though it's a little different spelling, but Ronnie Van Zandt from Leonard Skinner, because I'm a huge music fan. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the county. But I'm confused. I thought Canton is Van Zandt County. It is. Yeah. But she found out that it was roasted in Athens. Okay. So you're a fraud. And she, she was calling me out. and uh, I got gotcha. you. Anyway. I'm up to speed now. Well, I figured he's from Van Zandt County, so yeah. he calls it that. and That's good enough for me. Well, right. that it, old lady so, was hey, just mean. If you're listening, you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere. You want to fight? Me and you. <laughs> Stay out of come and take it. Old lady. So come and take it in Athens. And let me just tell you what I think it is. First of all, it's it's the most high-end package store in East Texas. You go in there, it's clean. Every beer that I've ever wanted is in there. I prefer Guinness. I prefer Lone Star Light. And we know this these things. But... They, every little microbrewery is available. Also, wine. There's no. There's not a good place to buy wine around here. There, well, there is. Come and take it in Athens. If you go, if you're on 19 and you're going from Canton, you go under the loop. You go over the railroad tracks. There's a flashing yellow light. That's Larkin Street. You take a left. That's right before you get to the the square. And come and take it is on the left. There's a mural with a lot of Texas flags. A lot of, lot of, there's actually a little bag of Van Zandt coffee on there, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. But they have, they have food, some food items. They've got uh, Van Zandt coffee there. They've got little, little stuff like that. But if you need to have, if you want some quality stuff, go shop there. And when are your hours? We're open Wednesday through Friday from 12 to 6. And then on Saturdays from 10 to 6, but we are closed from Sunday through Tuesday. Okay. Now you tell me what come and take it is. <laughs> well, you know what? The secret The secret is, like, and some people figure this it's out. It's a great boss. It, it's really, it's a glorified convenience store. Yeah. 
There's We've beer, always called it that. There's wine. There's snacks. But it's all a cut above what you would expect anywhere else. Um, and people think it's just alcohol, but really it's there's something for everyone in there. I mean, there's we have all kinds of great foods, um, candies and whatnot. Gifts. We got candles. I do believe Ashley's a fan of the candles that come and take it. You sell coolers. We yep. do sell coolers. Sell bison, bison coolers. coolers. Texas company, made in the USA, not China. We sell ice to keep your beer cold. Ice to put in the cooler. Why do you? Why did you guys start Come and Take It, Evans? Where did the idea come from? So take me back to the initial. Great question. So um, when we got married, um, we knew we wanted to do something. We didn't know what. So we started saving money, and then uh, then we got this idea. We, we realized we were living in Austin at the time. And we, we wanted to move. We, we were just tired of living in the city. And Bess is from Athens, born and raised, or raised in Athens. And uh, like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's, we like beer and wine and food. You know, it's, it's a big part of our lives. But what sparked it was Athens became right. wet. Yeah. What, so, what, they're damp. All right, what year is this? This was probably like 2011, 12. Yeah, okay. 2011, 2012. Um, we got word that you can now sell beer and wine in Athens. And that was the light bulb. That was a head scratching moment. And me and Mike, we might not have been thinking, oh, yeah, we're totally going to like move to Athens and live there for the rest of our lives. I, I don't think running. that we were thinking that. But when we saw an opportunity to, to start something that mm-hmm. nobody had ever seen in Athens. Oh, and key also is Bess's brother, Justin Boswell, <clears throat> Chef Justin Boswell of Railway Cafe, he brought something completely different to Athens, and it was mm-hmm. a hit. And so we started, you know, maybe just think, like, People want nice not, things. People, there's an audience for this. People who, who want yes. quality, essentially. Yeah. And we thought we could be the first freestanding beer and wine store in Athens. Like, sure, you can get it at Walmart, you can get it at Brookshire's, you can buy it at all the gas stations. But what if you had something that's nicer, that focused on fine wine, craft beer, uh, that filled a niche? And you, every time I go in there, you guys say, what are you looking for today? You try to help me make a selection based on... Cause you go if you don't know anything about craft beer, you're not going to know no, where to look. No, sure. And to sell it, you have to be into it. Same with wine. You know, yeah. it's like you have to. It has to be your thing. You can't just put it on the shelf. Well, there it is. You know, because that's what people expect elsewhere. So, and especially like small business thing, it's like, what can I do that the big box store can't do? What yeah. can I do that you know the chain store can't do? And it's that personal service. Yeah. Right. There's that's no key one for, in- That's universal for any small business. I think in these days. Yeah. You have to be special, special have it be mm-hmm. a specialty, and, and offer something that Walmart doesn't. Nichey and yeah. and just customer service driven. So 2011, when the, it went wet, and you're like, okay, I want to open a, a beer and wine store. Did you fear the pitchforks and the crosses, <laughs> the crosses burning in your front lawn, like coming after you because you're bringing hell's Hell's water, you know. For me, the, the no. Devil's, the devil's liquor. <laughs> For the, me, not, no. Not liquor, but the devil's beer. Right. Devil's potion. Sure. Into, into Athens. No, because it was a... I was journeying to a new land, so I was ignorant of all these things. But best, best would have probably have a better... Because you guys are from Austin, the most liberal city in Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I'm from there, but I did live there. Mike, yes. He is from there. <laughs> I, love, I love Austin. If you, if you listen to 
It used to be beautiful. The first, the second <laughs> podcast with Patrick Spruill, he gives us a lot of good Austin tips, and we might get yes, into that. Yes, I did listen to that yeah. podcast, and I felt I know I knew every single place y'all talked about, every restaurant, every bar, but I wasn't expecting. Um, I wasn't expecting negativity like we did receive from certain folks in the mm-hmm. beginning. And really, it wasn't even about... Um, the alcohol. The alcohol. It was about people don't want nicer things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what makes you think that we want something that's nice? And I, that that was unexpected. And Sam, you and I have had this conversation where, <laughs> and, and you went through this too, where... <clears throat> People told you to your face, you're going to fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a motivator for certain folks, you know? Yeah. You know. And on the flip side, <laughs> obviously, you, we yeah. had positive people who were rooting for us the whole They're, way. Yes. Right. It wasn't supportive. all bad. All, yeah. There's good and bad, but I guess I guess the unexpected was thinking. And we, all we know is, like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't people want nicer things? Yeah. Like, that's a no-brainer to us. Yeah, and it's not it's 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 not there's not another place like it. You know, you got there's no competition really for something like that. Right, we have to. It's we, still not really. We pick and choose our products because it is not carried at Brookshire's and it is not carried at Walmart. I mean, even our crackers. Yeah. You so, look in our cracker section. You're not going to yeah, find we, those anywhere in town either. We get by either. by being different. Mm-hmm. So when I opened my gym, I told you, Mike, that you brought it up that. I had a lot had more people coming in at the beginning. Yeah, this is to, great. <laughs> more people coming in the door, not cluster customers, but more people coming in and say, "What are you What are you doing running <laughs> your gym? There's four gyms just shut down, you know, over the last 10 years, Aloha Fitness and they started naming out all the ones. What? Like this is not never going to make it. Like, what are you doing, you know? And I appreciate that. Guys. Would you ever do that to a to a business? No, I, no I guess not. I, like, hope, I, I, hope, mean, I hope I wouldn't. I'm just, I, I always am in wonder of what is it about people that makes them approach well, someone who's To take time out of their day to yeah. crap to, on them. Well, right. Like, what is that? I think they're trying, they think they, they have good intentions. Like, they're trying to save you from uh, embarrassment. <laughs> they maybe. need to work on that. Yeah, maybe it's trying to save you from embarrassment or... Uh, Hey, I'm trying to give you some insider insider information that, that these businesses have failed in the past, and yours is probably going to fail too. So, yeah, I mean, but no, ours is different. CrossFit Van Zandt is different, right? They've never yeah. seen that before. And then they were, and in the same people though are still like, well, okay, you know, I still don't do business with me, you know. But it's uh, anyway. So you didn't have it. You did. You had a little bit of weirdness starting the business from from naysayers or people coming in uh, but you opened when did you open uh july 18th 2013 july 18th 2013 and you had you had an old building and you made it you remodeled it yeah we had this throwaway building that nobody we bought it i think i my pickup truck cost more than the, the building, you know, basically. Um, so you have a Chevy ZR2. We know. We know. <laughs> so Mike has a black ZR2. I have a white one. Anyway. Um, yeah, I saw you drive up in that white one. I was thinking, oh, man. That jerk, that jerk has my truck. <laughs> so. Um, he doesn't really think you're a jerk. 
the, the building. The, the building. building. So the building. So it was. We knew it was ours when we last, walked in there, though. The last, yeah, it just felt right. It did. But even though it looked terrible, it was because awful. the last thing it was was a like pimp your ride kind of shop. Like if you want skulls airbrushed on your truck, Hell or yeah. you want your bed liner sprayed in, yeah, yeah, do it. We're not, we're not going. I don't know. So, <laughs> like there, there was gang, gang member ownership. Okay, so. bullet holes in the windows. In the glass, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I we quit our jobs and moved here, and that's all I did. I was just inside that box mm-hmm. and just gutting it, cleaning it out, and then just, you know, just renovating the whole thing. So the floor, the walls, and the roof are the only thing that were original, really. Um. And so, you know, put a lot of work in my, my, my own work into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't look at the drywall too closely. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the same at the gym for me. It's, you know, the finishes from a distance look really good. You get up close and you kind of, you know, look at it. Uh, but you guys are you're right by the courthouse annex where people vote. Mm-hmm. Then it's come and take it. And then it's common area market, which is an old mill or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're, you're you're right behind, directly behind Bacon Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where we buy all of our cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Black Chevrolets. And they buy all of their Dr. Peppers at Come yeah. and Take yeah. It. <laughs> what is your best selling item? Uh, okay, not any particular one, but the, the, the single craft beers by number, by not by dollar, but by quantity. Is we have craft beers split up, you and can, and you can build a six. Pack. You can make your own six pack. You buy one, do whatever you want. But people love that because you know you don't want to spend fifteen dollars on a six pack of something you don't even like. You know, there's two kinds of people. That's kind of going back with the samples thing I was talking about, right? Yeah, and you don't buy singles. No, you, no, no, you there's two, there's two people. There's people who buy six packs and twelve packs and thirty packs. Yeah, and then there are people who buy. All singles. I can gut through a six pack. Like even if it tastes like vomit, I can. I will finish. <laughs> you're gonna. Uh, you're gonna power through I it. I can power through it. But why would you want to do that to yourself when you could just buy one to see if you like it? Cover more ground. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's value for me. I, I think. Is I, it? I think it back at you know. My mind frugalness that I'm that I'm like six pack. I'm saving <laughs> so much money buying six at one time. Right. Because one costs this much, but six costs this much, mm-hmm. and you know I'm gonna drink it. You know, like it's gonna get in the back of my truck, you know, in the cooler or in the Ranger or in the bunkhouse or something. It's gonna get drank by, or some one of my friends is gonna come over and be like, "Oh, you've got this! It's his favorite beer." You <laughs> like know? I just did it. Yes, for like sure. you just did. <laughs> Happen again. Yeah, you just did that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, I would never buy just a single beer at a. Now, I did buy one of those giant Michelob Ultras for Don Morrow uh, the other day because I owed her a, a drink because <laughs> we were playing putt-putt golf, and she, I was like, you won't jump in that whole pit of balls. <laughs> there was a pit of balls at this putt-putt place we played at. So Even she with just, COVID? She, she just, yeah, she just wow. dove in there. She dove into the COVID balls. Swimming in there, so a bunch of golf balls. <laughs> and uh, Side note, Don worked for us shortly. Yeah, yes, she did. She was an employee of ours as well. She works. Yeah, she works for fun. me now. Yeah. Let's just talk yes. about Don for like forty five minutes. <laughs> Who doesn't <laughs> love Don? But uh, so I bought her a big Michelob Ultra, and I don't even know if she drank it. You know those ones, those forty ounces that you can. No, buy. I'm sure she drank it. Yeah, she sure loves she drank it. Michelob Ultra. <laughs> Never could get into it. But. So yeah, single beers, big hit at Come and Take It. Mm-hmm. Because how many do you think we have, Mike? 
I mean, how many singles do we have? Oh, uh, it was probably like 150, maybe. Then you can't even pick one. No, <laughs> we go we, we go through all that work, and Sam won't even grab one. I do it. I I, I still love it. I still, when we get new beers, mm-hmm. I grab one, take it home, we drink it, we talk about it. We're going to do that with you here. Yeah, we, we got a beer some, tasting coming up. We brought some funky, we picked the funkiest beers that yeah, we sell. we're going to get weird. Okay, good. I'm So, for the first time... <laughs> We did have, me and Patrick did a beer tasting for that, that Rio Jade. That the you Rio got Jade. They, these guys got me Rio Jade Lone Star, which is the new Lone Star flavor for my birthday. Gave me a six pack. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not well, getting, I knew just you. giving me one. <laughs> I knew um, I couldn't do that. It would freak you out. So we, we, we had it. Anyway, so we're having a beer tasting here later on the show. Uh, I have a couple more questions before we get there, though. Sure. If you don't like beer, tell, let's talk wine for a minute. I don't know much about wine. I prefer Cabernet. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all have this wine that's healthy called Fitvine wine that mm-hmm. I like to drink. I feel like wine has so much sugar and it gives me such a hangover. This Fitvine wine, they have a Cabernet and they've got a Pinot and they got uh, all the other types of wine, but it's like 15 or 16 bucks for a bottle and you don't, you're not as hungover and there's like point zero something grams of sh- very little well, sugar no residual sugar left there's no residual sugar and that is i think what gives people headaches a lot is the additives the sugars mm-hmm. the different kinds of flavoring american wines do chemicals. have a lot of additives and, and some people have histamine responses you know a lot of people say oh the sulfites it's not mm-hmm. the sulfites there's sulfites in any wine even the cleaner ones but it's additives that are just like in our foods, there are food additives. In wine, there are wine additives. And they're not regulated in wine. There's no There's no ingredient list on the back of the wine. No, no they don't beer. have to list what they're putting in there. They can put anything in there. But it's, if you want clean wines also, uh, French, Italian, Spanish stuff mm-hmm. is, is typically a lot cleaner because they're, they, they're really into doing things the way they've always done it. Well, they're not as clean as we are, like... Hygiene wise, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Stinkier. What's what's your most expensive bottle of wine? What's your what's your uh, premier bottle of wine? If you if you big bo- if you want if you if you want to you know show like off three hundred dollar range. Well, we have a bottle of Chardonnay that's three hundred and fifty bucks. I'm just gonna drink that thing. That what's, might be our most expensive no, bottle so, of so wine. So what's that called? The three hundred and fifty dollar bottle of wine. It's a Chardonnay. It is a Chardonnay, which uh, who, who spends that much money on a Chardonnay? Is that the one I don't that's know. in the case with the block? Oh yeah, the, yeah. Behind it's behind key. locked. Okay, lock and so key. if you go and come and take it in the back wall, there's a bunch of wine. Then they have some under lock and key where you have to say, <clears throat> "Excuse me, Miss, can mm-hmm. you unlock the special mm-hmm. vault?" And Mike built those boxes with his bare hands. So there's a three three hundred and fifty mm-hmm. Chardonnay. I should have brought it. Yeah, we should have <laughs> drank that because but anyway, I feel like people but, spend a lot of money on but reds. People, people, yeah, more reds. More but, reds than whites. You know, why does a bottle of wine cost? I think you've asked me this Why is that $350? Why is $350? Because it's like, uh, why does the Ferrari cost $500,000? Because they only handmade. make so many of them. It's yeah. handmade, a prestigious yeah. you know, maker. Mm-hmm. People, The people who can't afford and will pay for that, they know what it is and they know it's going to be good. They know what they're in for. Uh, but yeah, just small production, just very hands-on. You know, this, this bottle of wine came from a parcel of grapes that's like half an acre or an acre big. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's indicative of, of what the ground tastes like there, you know. And they didn't make that much. They didn't make you a know, lot. there's however many cases in the and world. And it's what the market will bear. There's, there's people who will pay that for that level of quality. 
That's, that's not to say you can't buy a $10 bottle of wine and it's not good. Yeah. Do you, a, do you like wine? Oh, I love wine. Which, I love wine. So what's your, Mike, what's your favorite, what's your favorite wine right now? It depends on what I'm eating. Really, yeah. I like it with food. It really, okay. if you have the right, you know. It, All right, you're grilling steaks tonight. All right, you're I'm grilling steaks. Grilling but but, steaks. but before I said that, okay. like, like, there was a time where I thought, like, oh, you pair your wine with your food. That's silly stuff, you know. And you swirl it in the glass. No, it's all serious stuff. If you have the right wine paired with the right food, it really just elevates the meal entirely. So, like, we're grilling steaks tonight, right? Yeah. So just grilling just, steaks hypothetically. So you want a cab or a Bordeaux style blend, which is you know predominantly cab, because it's it's just like, it's just like a and pairing wines is like, like, a boxing match. You don't want the featherweight and the heavyweight. That's not a good fight. You know you don't want the Chardonnay with the steak because it's just not gonna the Chardonnay is not gonna stand up to the steak. You want equal, you know, an equal match. You know you want a big wine, to to go with that big oh, rich man, meat. That's good. I've never heard that. But that's that's the best analogy I can come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want something rich with some acidity to cut through the richness of the steak, and it, it just comes it all comes together. You know, it's better than beer with a steak or bourbon with a steak. No, the wine makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's some wines that you don't necessarily want to drink with food. Sometimes, like you're just like, oh, well, this stands alone. There's some stand alone. Delicious. Some wines. Yeah. You know, you don't want to like ruin it with something that you're eating. Yeah. And there's it's 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 interesting. I've I've dabbled in, in that as well. I'm more of like I like drinking red wine. I'm going to drink red wine with right. my fish, my steaks. But Mike is very like we go to a restaurant. He's like, well, what are we what are we going to eat? Is going to determine what kind of wine we're going to order. So if it's if it's my anniversary and I'm cooking dinner for Ashley, just me and her. Got the candles. George is staying with grandparents, or maybe at y'all's house. No. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, I can come in to come and take it earlier earlier that day or that week, and you can tell me based on what I'm cooking. What do you think I should get? Yeah, let's talk about it. Oh yeah, a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, Bess, I know, I know. Lately, you've been on these seltzers. Yeah. You, you've kind of got. I was off drinking of, one when I came in today. You kind of got off the beer, and you're on these seltzers. Yeah. I like the seltzers. I was have I have a I had a grapefruit ranch water today mm-hmm. when I was at Common Area Market eating my burger, sitting outside. I think they're very refreshing. Ranch water, it, it tastes good. Yeah. Tastes good. You've had the ranch water, yeah. right? Uh-huh. They have grapefruit, lime, and spicy now, which I like that as well. What's it taste like? Kind of like like the regular one, but you catch the pepper on the on the finish. Yes, you. It's almost kind you of. You drink it, and at the yeah. end, your whole like your your throat starts it's burning. Like a spicy margarita. Yes. In a way, or yeah. Like a, like a, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, and I like the I like the seltzers, um, because it's hot, and they're nice to drink when you're outside, sitting outside. They're also quasi healthy too. Yes, right? lower in sugar, it's, lower in carbs. In lower the beverage in calories. industry, it's called the better for you. Yeah, uh, category. That's, yeah. that's what they literally yeah. call it. And people are into that. I mean, people don't no like doubt. to drink 500 calories at the end of the day. You it, know? Yeah, beer makes you fat for beer, sure. Beer, wine, it's sugar water. Beer, I mean, yeah, it's like a beer is like eating a loaf of bread. You know? Yeah. So you do feel better, and it doesn't fill you up. You drink six beers, you're just yeah. like, 
you're so full. Yeah. You drink six seltzers, you feel like a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're like it's you're hydrating. It's like you're beating the system. You're drinking water. <laughs> well, it's cool. So if you're not into if you're not if you don't drink alcohol, what what do they get at your store? If you don't drink any alcohol, what are we what are we shopping for? Well, we have um, we have a freezer section that has meats. We have stuffed meats. We have yeah, we grass like, fed. We sell beef. a lot of labouchery products. Which labouchery is if you've ever had the stuffed chickens or the stuffed pork loins from Bucky's mm-hmm. or H E B, it's the same thing. Same company. Um, and people love it because it's you put you bake it. That's all you do, yeah, and it's a, it's a, it. it's yeah. a winner. It's good. You can put on the Everybody grill, put it in it. your oven. We have uh, cheeses and crackers. It's a great come and take it is a great place to come if you need some hors d'oeuvres for a party, a shower, you know, just hanging out with your friends and you want some cheese and crackers, nuts, olives, chocolate, Van Zant coffee. Um, we do have like San Pellegrinos, sparkling waters, Topo Chicos, uh, margarita mix, um, Bloody Mary mix. Course, we don't sell liquor because there are no liquor sales in Athens. But hopefully, but we have some maybe mixers. Maybe one day soon. Maybe one day soon. We do have some some basic mixers for your cocktails. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think, well, I don't drink, so yeah. I can't a, come in to come and take it. But we have lots of food. What's the closest place to buy uh, liquor from Athens? That would be Crescent Heights, which is on Thirty One West from Athens. Maze. So Thirty One West. Okay. So going, I don't know, like in the direction of Waco, but but just a mile or two outside the loop, and so that's like it's basically ten minutes from our door to theirs. So I, it's from my house. I'll just go hit the loop, get on Thirty One West, and it's down there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, didn't know that. That's good to know. All right, two thousand eleven. Y'all are thinking about open. Come and take it. Your kids were born probably 2013, 2014. They were born, were born six, six weeks. weeks after we opened Come and Take and It. And I don't recommend to anyone to have kids, <laughs> twins, and it start a business in the same year. I mean, it worked out. Yeah. It's fine, but... It's hard. But uh, It was very some, hard. Separate those two. So let's go back. Let's go back to where... Beth, let's start with you. You, you grew up in Athens. Mm-hmm. Honey... Kim Boswell is your mother. Kim and Alan Boswell are my fine parents. Yeah. Who they, was, do, they do CrossFit. I actually me, wasn't let me born. This. They, they do CrossFit. Van, I met them at CrossFit Van Zandt. <laughs> yes. But, but go ahead. They do CrossFit. They're CrossFitters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually wasn't born in Athens. I was born in Houston. I hate to admit that, but I did move to Athens when I was six weeks old. <laughs> you too. In a little yellow brick house on Prairieville. And grew up here. Couldn't wait to leave. Like most people do when they grow up around here. Yeah. That yellow brick house that's Uh on there was the one that you grew up in? Mm -hmm. Kind of on the corner. Yeah. There's there's the big red brick house. And there's a little yellow brick house. All right. 706 South Prairieville. Um... That's where we lived, moved to Bel Air at some point, grew up there in that neighborhood most of my junior high, high school days. And then... Like the Fresh Prince. Of Bel Air, yes. Okay. (laughs) Different Bel Air, but same, kind of the same. Kind of. Um, Went to UT, moved to Austin. Hold on, hold on. Oh, what? So in high school, Mm -hmm. drama major. 
yeah. no, at UT drama major. I was a I was a drama major at UT, but but theater has yeah. definitely was always a part of my life since I was a kid. So I was I was I did a lot of plays out at the Athens Little Theater. Yeah. What's your favorite play of all time? Ah, that's really hard. Do you like Broadway? I do. Like I've yeah. been to Broadway. I I think that one of What's the best one? Well, The Producers stands out yeah. to me. That's a really good one. Yeah, um Matthew we Broadway. went to my parents took us to um Broadway when my dad turned 50. It was like a big family trip to New York City. And um, we saw a lot of Broadway shows. We saw The Lion King. That was super cool. Um, Aida. What else did we see? I love Les Mis. I mean, I know that that's like almost like you don't want to say one that is so mm-hmm. well known, but that's why it's well the known. music yeah. in that in that musical, it's just so moving. Yeah. It really is. And even when they made that movie. I, I was just like, am I going to be the only one singing in the audience? Yeah. Like, I it just, I love that story. Yeah. I love that music. Um, so Ashley, in mine's favorite, is Rent. Yeah, Rent was great. I, I love, saw that on I Broadway, love, too. We love it. We know all the songs. Yes. We have the CDs. We sing it. We've seen the movie. We've been there. We saw it on Broadway a few times. We, we went to Dallas to see it. Oh, yeah. Don't even be sorry. Six hundred minutes. Yeah. I love it. It's good. I don't know why. I love it. And, uh so why UT? Well, where else are you gonna go? I don't really, I don't really think that I wanted to go anywhere else. It took me a long time to get into UT. I'll tell you that, because I didn't have the best grades. I'm kind of an A B occasional C student. I remember transferring into UT at the time was hard. Yes, it was tough, and I think that the. When I finally got into UT, they stopped taking transfer students. I was like, I slipped in at the last minute. But <laughs> I, was the last I went to TVCC mm-hmm. here after Garden. graduating high school. And then I went to ACC, Austin Community College, at the Rio Grande campus, which was one of the original high schools in Austin. And it was pretty cool. It felt like a high school. <laughs> it was a high school. It was the 13th grade. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, for me, I think it was the 14th grade, okay? So, I already went to the 13th grade at TVCC. So, Mikey, you're, you're from Austin? I was born and raised in Austin. Um, and, uh, yeah, just that's that was my world. I, I ne- he went to Austin High. I went to Austin High, you know, the school that they, they based uh, Dazed and Confused off of. Yeah. Uh, the Moon Tower, and, and it had this legacy party of a the party school. They yeah. really did. I mean, I don't know. I think later that they got away from that, but yeah, it's like people streaking at the pep rallies, and it was it was great. <laughs> Keg, kegs in the the parking lot, you know. It was, yeah. it was fun. I mean, it was it was fun. Uh, and then uh, after that, I went to ACC, the thirteenth grade, and uh, and then I I ended up at St. Edwards. And I, uh-huh. I studied uh, political science, which... Because uh, he probably couldn't transfer into UT well, at that point. I couldn't, but uh, <laughs> yeah, political science, was a, which was a tremendous waste of time and money. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, and theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not well. very marketable. <laughs> That's why we own a beer store. Yeah, we sell beer for a living. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, look at me. Yeah, I, mean, I get it, man. It's like, you know, undergraduate college, it seems could be really anything it's kind of just more school for you i don't know of anybody that actually uses what they learn 
the first four years. Well, I mean, if you're going to be a doctor right. or a lawyer or yeah. something, but that's when it matters. That's not what we do. But that's you know, that's extra school on top of school, and and uh, I think it's like you need time to figure out what you really want to do, and then it's like. Well, I'll tell you this. Then, like, you, then you do it. You know? I think in the back of my mind, I always knew what I wanted to do. So, like, when I was started, when, like, I was 12. And I remember being at Sam's Club with my mom and begging her to buy me this case of blow pops. Mm-hmm. She's like, Mike, you don't even eat candy. Like, why do you want this? Like, no, 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 mom, mom, And so she, I talked her into it, uh, went to school the next day, dumped all of my books into the locker. Don't need those anymore. Dumped the blow pops into the backpack. And I sold them for 25 cents to all the other kids. And I made money. And so it, it's, I think that's, yeah. I, I, like, it clicked to me. Like, yeah. That's essentially what we do now. Dump the books in the locker <laughs> yeah. and just get to work, you know. And so, and like, later I, I, you know, put signs up around the neighborhood, mowed yards in the summer, yeah. you know. And made money. Uh, and, and it's funny, like, I remember people being, the, the people who called me were, were impressed that, because I was the only kid in the neighborhood doing that, like getting yeah. off his ass, you know, basically. Yeah. And so I think I always had it. And, and then, you know, onwards, I worked almost exclusively for small businesses. I think, long story short, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I When I was growing up, of course, I grew up basically across the street from First Monday. So as, as far as like, you know, even before junior high, I was working down there as a salesman for David Harmon. And he, David Harmon had all these different booths. He had a clothing store. He had a, he had like these as seen on TV sandwich makers that you would just cut out a piece of bread with the bottom of it, and they would make a circle. You would oh, put yeah. it on top, and you would put a peanut butter and jelly in there, and you'd fold it over, <laughs> and it made this little pouch. I sold so many of those. <laughs> but then he had, he had a product called a Wigglewood dinosaurs. So it's like this wooden dinosaur that wiggled, and you pulled it. A kid pulled it. Oh yeah, I, sold, I know what you're talking about. I sold about. thousands of them. Wow. And I would pull them through the arbors, mm-hmm. and I would. I had a whole. I had a whole spiel. I would give. I would stand on it. I would try to break it, and you know, <laughs> and you know, we talk about it all the time. Every time I see him, and, uh, but yeah, I cut my teeth. I also worked. He had a toy store. I worked for, and all these things. Learned how to be a salesman, but then my my grandpa taught me how to barter. I remember him going in Gobers, which is the old, you know, before Hibbets came along. But he that was a sports store in Canton. We went in there and he he bought me my first uh, baseball glove, but I remember him like going back and forth with Mr. Gober, you know, trying to get him down on the price, and I would do that down at first Monday when I was buying baseball cards, and then eventually, in junior high, at some point, me and Blake Campbell, best friend, we we had a baseball cards to sand. We were selling baseball cards, and um, people would come up and I would go back and forth with them, and I sold, I made money, you know. I don't know how old I was, but I was selling my baseball cards, and people couldn't believe it. it and that charismatic yeah. kid, you know, like yeah. they want to give you. The yeah, money. oh yeah, like you're you're different from the. And other I had ones. fake cigarettes every once in a while down there, and women, <laughs> old women, would go and be like slap out my hand. <laughs> <laughs> cigarettes you puff on, and there'd be like, some fine powder would come yes. out. You know? <laughs> yes. Stink bombs. We would we would bust stink bombs, and somebody's man it was it was terrible. But first money was great. Uh, still is. It's the f- giant, world's largest flea market, by the way, in Canton, Texas. The, 
It's the weekend before the first Monday of every month. It's, it's the only place where I saw a basket full of raccoon faces. <laughs> yes. I was impressed. You should have bought that. I, it's one of my greatest regrets. Or do you, can you, do you only buy one raccoon face or could you buy the whole basket? I'm sure you could like make a deal for the whole yeah, basket. Yeah, but I mean, I mean it, it was, was like a bushel basket. just yeah. if you want to buy one. If you want a corny dog, maybe a lemonade and like a, you need a window regulator for a 1964. And a raccoon Ford face. Ford Mustang or... <laughs> Yeah, a box full of raccoon faces. That's wild. <laughs> or random pictures of other people's families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so when did you guys meet? Uh, well. I don't know what year it was. 2007? Yeah, I think it was 07. Maybe. It was, um, we had probably met before we met. In because fact, we, we had so it. many mutual friends, like there was some friend overlap. Yeah, yeah, there was some friend group overlap. Like I feel like we were probably at the same party at some point, or maybe at the same club. Club. Okay. Well, when was the, when was the moment? When did you meet? It was at the Gingerman. The Gingerman in Austin. Craft beer bar. It was during South by Southwest, okay. which is where is the Gingerman? <clears throat> well, it's not there anymore. Yeah, it doesn't exist. If it even ex- it probably doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but anyway, it was in this cool old uh, Nabisco warehouse on 4th Street. So it was this old mm-hmm. wood rafter uh, building. Anyway, I hung out there a lot with my friends. But uh, they had really, they had a huge wall of beer on tap, and they had these cool little, like, places you could sit that looked like one looked like a library you know it had cozy couches and they had like dart boards and pool tables and a jukebox and out i mean it's like the perfect but bar that, that night i remember my best friend wanted to go see flavor Flav was playing down at auditorium short gotta go see that yeah. <laughs> and so yeah we went and saw that and uh Flava Flav. i was a bit inebriated but anyway so everybody was meeting up at the ginger man afterwards. So. And I got a call from a girlfriend that said, hey, we just went to the Flava Flav show. Come meet us at the ginger man and have some drinks. And I was already home. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. Do I want to go back out? I'm already home. But I went. I was like, what else am I going to do? I got, got dressed, went down there, met some friends who was with his group of friends. And we were all hanging out on the front deck. And his friend... I'll never forget this. Gray, who I know well now, like, he got into the Flava Flav uh, attire. Like, he had a grill. Just, just like Flava Yeah. And did yeah. he have, like, some, bl- like, a big, was it a clock or just a big gold no, necklace? Some bling or of some sort. And Mike is, like, standing next to this dude. And I'm thinking he's... This is this your is, friend? I didn't really think Flavor Flav... Like, yeah. He's just doing this for fun. I'm yeah, like... That's who I hang out with. Is this, like your, is this really your friend? Like, yeah. not that I have anything against grills and gold chains. Yeah. I can... I, I'm down with that. But it was just funny because that was a little bit of a first impression. I was just kind of like, I don't know. But we started talking and... I don't know. I feel like that we just talked all night. We just talked all night on the deck and we ended up going to the whiskey bar after the gingerman because of course after you drink beer Beer, you probably need to drink whiskey yeah that's a great idea and it was fun like the energy it was like south by southwest there were bands playing everywhere everywhere. and at that point i was in the service industry i knew a lot of people who worked in the bars and they were probably like 
I think we might have snuck in the back door of the yeah, of sure. the whiskey bar that night because you can't go to normal bars during South by Southwest unless you have your tag. Right. So yeah. like the normal people who live in Austin, they can't go anywhere for two weeks yep. if they're not going to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. If they're not going to go by the lanyard, you can't go to your... Which is $1,000. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it was back then. I don't think it was that much, but does that even happen anymore? No. Yes. Yeah. Well, South no. by Southwest. It got canceled. canceled. It got canceled. I've been to it two or three times. I saw... Uh, uh, Warren G at the Austin Motel by the pool singing regulators, singing regulators yeah. and cool. a bunch, bunch of other stuff. But I love South by Southwest. But anyway. Yeah, whiskey bar, got in the back door, and we're just like, I'm probably drinking Southern Comfort, which is oh, awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the first time I've had it, and the last time I've had awful. it. Awful. But at that point in time, I would so drink co- it, so and I love it. Soco and Lime. Soco and Lime. Yes, I loved Soco and Lime with maybe a little bit of cranberry juice. That was, I don't. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't drink it now. It kind of so makes me liquor, cringe just so thinking about it. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. That's a myth. Lic- lic- <laughs> liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Yeah. It's whatever. So that's y'all all... did the opposite. Opposite. No, that's, that's, that's a, that's a myth. I don't believe that. A bunch of beer, and then you had liquor. I don't know I, if I had a I bunch of beer. I, I was late to the game that yeah. night. The no, beer. I think if you got sick, that means you just drank too much, regardless of what it was. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't happen a lot, but you know, like I can't, I can't drink whiskey or uh, bourbon or any of that stuff because I think I got sick when I was a kid on it. And well, yeah, you can get a little spooked, sure. Yeah, I just don't. I just doesn't taste good to me. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I'll, I like margaritas mm-hmm. and I like uh, certain vodka drinks, mm-hmm. but uh, all the other the whiskey, I, I want to like it, but I'm, I guess I'm glad I don't. But yeah, if one I time really it came like out it your nose, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tough to go back. Yeah. I think that Southern Comfort was just so sweet, you know? That's like, yeah. it kind of cuts the... You're from the South, you know? So. Hey, Janice Joplin drank it. <laughs> Good enough for Janice. <laughs> yeah, she lasted a long time, too. But he uh, he didn't have a car at the time that I met him. <laughs> it was urban. I didn't need a car. <laughs> he didn't. You don't need a car in city, He didn't. Right? But he asked me for a ride home that night because he was on his bike. And, and I drove, I drove a Honda get... Element, yep. which was one of my favorite cars. I actually have had two Elements in my life. This was my first one, and it was avocado green. Okay. And it, the seats folded up in the back, and we threw his bike in there, and I was taking him home. And I was thinking, all right, well, <laughs> here's another dude in Austin that doesn't have a car. <laughs> like, like I can't get away from them. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. there's no dude that I can meet that has a vehicle. And I was Stars, really thinking yeah. these things, although I thought he was super cute. Yeah. We had already been making out at the bar. Yeah. I thought, you know, I don't know. Maybe this, is, this can go somewhere. And then he throws his bike in my car. And I'm having, I'm having some slight doubts but good thing that he left his bike lock in my car <laughs> oh so the second the second meetup that night yeah he gave me his phone number went home i got in my car the next day i noticed his bike lock was in the back and i was like hmm i guess i'm gonna have to call him because he's left something in my car so i think i called you the next day and really, I think that we probably talked and saw each other every day since then. Did you? Yeah. Did you leave it in there on purpose? 
I was really drunk. It was like <laughs> one of my happiest mistakes ever. And I'm glad she called because I probably couldn't afford another bike lock at the time. Yeah. Hey, you had a job. Yeah. You yeah, at least I'm, had I'm, a I'm job. Kidding. Yeah, I did have a job. We both had we both had jobs. Good have a job. I don't think so. Where did you live in Austin? Did you live somewhere close? Um, at the time, like when we met, mm-hmm. and I lived there for a long time. I lived on Barton Springs Road, right up the hill from uh, Barton Springs Pool. Yeah. Why do you? So, why would you need a car? You really don't when you live there. So, and I, I worked on the other side of town. Because you want to take ladies downtown. out on dates. Yeah, well, but, that's true. But Pecan Grove, <laughs> where we stay in the RV. Pecan Grove, right there in Barton Springs. Whenever we can get a spot there, you don't need a car. It's right there by the trail, around Lady Bird Lake. You know, it goes everywhere. Now they got all the scooters. You know, kind of. Okay, so let's get on with this beer tasting. So Mike's got some beers. So in style right now are sour beers, and it's a really interesting category because most people have never had anything like it before most beer is sweet mm-hmm. but uh, different bacteria are used to ferment which creates a, a sour taste and it's a, what's amazing to me is that a lot of people who have never been into beer before I've never had a beer that I liked I'm just I don't like it somewhere out in the wild they taste a sour beer and they take off running with it that's all they want uh, it, it, it's just it's just so different from your Michelob Ultra or your, you know, even your Schinerbacher or, or whatever. Don't you say Lone Star or Lone Star? You know, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's like that's that's okay. what we. This think is of. nothing like Lone Star. This is, this right. is just. Well, I'm ready. I'm like you're You're gonna like this one. Like it's still beer because it tastes the like similarities a in right there. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, this one's a little more handed. Let's do this one first. So. This is from Martin House Brewing out of Fort Worth. Uh, they do all kinds of weird stuff. But this one's called Super Fast Jellyfish, and it's a power, pineapple sour. So it has pineapple juice with lactose, which is milk sugar. That gives it like an oily mouth-coating kind of feel. So, some for Sam. Smell it, because it smells yeah. like pineapple juice. For best. You always wow. want to smell your beers. It smells good. It smells like we're on a beach. Yeah. A little suntan lotion just mixed got in stung there. by a jellyfish. And you're... And we're peeing on it. Pee on it. <laughs> All right, so take a drink of it. Pina colada without the colada. Ooh, gets those taste buds going. Dude, I like it. Yes. Isn't that refreshing? Yes. You taste the pineapple. It's not sweet. No. I, I, I Yeah, I don't like sweet stuff. I like that. Now, sour beers, I do think... <clears throat> It's a different kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, the lip smacker. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I say sour beers is like the beer for wine drinkers because yes. it's just it's just so different. It does taste it's like, like you taste fruit but without the the sugar. Yeah. If that makes any sense to it, the listeners. So it does taste kind of like a, you know, a little bit like a seltzer, like a white claw of sorts, but but better, you know. So this is called Super Fast Jellyfish. It's a green can with pink, it says pink, Super Fast Jellyfish, pineapple sour with lactose. So they have to say that for all those lactose intolerant And that, people. yeah, that freaks some people out. They're like, yeah. what is lactose? Yeah. It's milkshake. They think it's yeah, going to be it like a milkshake. <laughs> yeah. And there are some beers yeah. that say milkshake IPA or milkshake this, and they think, they think there's actually like a milkshake in the can. Okay. 
I gotta take I gotta take a drink of Lone Star to, to uh, palate cleanser. Sure, cleanse the palate. Mike and Best brought me a case of Lone Star Heavy. It was a condition, which we traded for a sponsorship. <laughs> I um, I know that your your beer is Lone Star Light. I'm not sure why Mike grabbed the I needed, heavy. He knew I needed. He knew I needed that. Oh, so. okay. I thought you bought the red one. I buy the blue one, but I will buy the red one from time to time. So yeah, I, I knew you would blue. still drink it. I have a lot of the blues outside. I don't have any reds. So uh, next beer, Founders out of Michigan. Um, they do one called Masagave, mm. and it's an imperial style Goza, which is kind of a made up style based on an old German style. But it's it's tart. The Goza is tart and has some salinity to it. It's it's actually really quenching. It, it's mm-hmm. It's like a harvest time beer that I think they made before Gatorade was invented. You know, it, it, there's some sugar, there's some salt, you know, it's, it's refreshing. Uh, but this one is with uh, grapefruit and agave. But what's special about this one, it's aged in a tequila barrel. Okay. So uh, have, a, have a taste. Smell it first. It smells like coconut. Kind of. Mm. Maybe I've got coronavirus. Can't smell it. <laughs> it's not funny, but okay. nothing funny about Corona. The other interesting thing about this beer is that yep. it's nine point seven percent. Wow. Okay, your Lone Star over here is like four point three or something. So this is like so, crunk, this is like crunk juice. This is yes. big boy beer. It's like Little John's yeah. beer. Beers that are aged in whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels, tequila barrels, they're. They're a lot, they're usually a little so higher is, in alcohol. This is, this is Founders brand Masagave mm-hmm. grapefruit. What do you think, Sam? I mean, give us your honest opinion. I like it. I don't like it as much as the last one. Okay. Fair enough. It's different. I mean, I'll drink it. Hey, this could free. be the dump cup if anybody doesn't yeah. want to finish their share. You can dump it. But I know, Sam, you're, you might power through all of power these samples. through this just because it's rude. Well, you yeah. said earlier, if it tastes like puke, he's still going to power through it, right? So pound, pound your puke. That's a lie. But. Do, you taste the, do you taste the tequila at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reason I couldn't drink it is because it's so it's so alcoholic tasting to me. It's so it's like, a little boozy. Yeah, boozy. it is boozy yeah. for sure. You can smell the ethanol. Like I don't like taking shots. Mm-hmm. You know, so like let's get around the shots. <laughs> right, like, no, me neither. Not. I'm not a shot guy either. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't buy me one. You know, like you know, a they're twelve bucks or whatever they are. But I've never taken a shot of alcohol and been like, you know, that was a good idea. <laughs> it's always an awful idea. It's always everybody's like, oh, that sucks. You know, like, I want to throw up. <laughs> Why do people do that? Um, I don't know. Context. You're with your buddies and you're partying, whatever. But, you know, I, I always so. liked jello shots at any house party <laughs> well, I went to. Jello <laughs> shots. They're actually tasty. Yeah. Yeah, wiggle on down. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you would go to your friend's yeah. house party and they would have those little cups on the tray yeah. in the fridge. And you're like, yes, it's going to be a great party. Right. There's jello shots here. And the, 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 but the normal shot, it's like, okay, he, all right. Once you take that, you know you're going to be hungover. And it's just not... I don't know. I just... Anyway, not a fan. All right, moving on. So, moving on to the, the next one. Okay, this beer is a phenomenon. So, Martin House, the same one that did that super fast jellyfish, the pineapple mm-hmm. sour, 
they teamed up with another Fort Worth company, Best Made Pickles, and made a, a sour beer with pickle juice in it. Okay. And what's fascinated me about this beer uh, is that, you know, we have people calling us, you know, do you have this beer, do you have that beer? The, we have had a greater volume of calls for this particular beer than any other in the seven years that we've wow. been in business. And what's amazing is that it transcends uh, just category groups as far as, you know, it's not just craft beer lovers who are looking for this. People hear about it. There's a beer with pickle juice in it, and it's I'm in. pickle lovers. It's pickle lovers. <laughs> if drinking pickle juice is a part of your life, then you're, this, is you're, this, is, this is for you. And uh, we sell out of it routinely because it only sells so much at a time and then we blast through it. How many so, cases do they sell this us is, at a time? This is the girl that's on the pickle jars. Yeah. It's yes. The, it looks like the best like made the best logo. Made logo. Best made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd see it, you know, Brookshire's or Walmart or whatever. Um, so, well, let's have a taste. It's interesting because I didn't know, um, I didn't know so many people drank pickle juice. So you get a customer that's looking for this beer and they're like, I mean, I drink pickle juice. It's the silent majority. I'll get my pickle juice jar and my beer and I'll take one sip. And and I'm like, I never thought that this happened. There's people out there that just get the pickle jar out and set it on the table and drink it. So I'm smelling this beer. It's called Best Best Made (laughs) Sour Pickle Beer. It looks like a pickle jar, but it's a can. And it smells like pickle juice. On the nose. I mean, it, you know where this takes me is skating rink. I was going to say movie theater. Movie theater. Because I would always, I would get one of those big that giant big pickles pickle. in the yeah. wax paper sleeve at the See, movies every time I, I went. Never, I never had, never got one of those. Never got never one. Never liked <laughs> those. But I love pickles. I love to eat pickles on my burgers. But do you and stuff. drink pickle juice? Hell no. You're going to hate this beer. Okay. Well, let's see about that. But do you hate pickles? No. I love pickles. you got to be a pickle juice but I'm drinker, never gonna, I'm not going to go to a snack bar and buy, especially a movie theater or a skating rink, <laughs> and buy a pickle. I'm going to get Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, uh-huh. hot dog, yeah. popcorn, sure. you know, whatever. Not the pickle. Not, not the, the big, pickle. giant pickle. All right. Let me taste it. <laughs> what do you say? I would like this if I was on a long run. If I was on the 100-mile race okay. that we're doing. Yeah. It would be the best thing you ever tasted. Yes. After would, it's has, over. Because all of our sweat. Yep. Be, it has a salinity. Sodium. It has acidity. Yeah. It's salty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. I could not drink a six-pack of these. Mm-hmm. One time, there are people that do. I drank one of these while I was eating <laughs> I was eating brisket, and that made total sense. Yes. You're brisket. Br- brisket kind of tastes like, the, I mean, it's kind of salty. No, I'm saying just like, you know, pickles with your slice your, your sliced beef sandwich. You know? Oh, okay, I get it, I get but it. But just like the pairing, the pairing I, wise, it made total sense. I put pickles on top of my brisket, yeah. But okay. just think if you were sipping on this and eating a barbecue sandwich. or even, all come together. Or even like, a, you know, yeah. tacos, it'd be good with. I can with. see where people that love pickles love this, obviously. Um, if you love pickles, go to Come and Take It and get Best Made <clears throat> Pickle Beer, Sour Pickle Beer. You'll love it, because it, it's... It's pickles and beer. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't even pick up a lot of beer flavor, though. Like, it really is just, like, carbonated alcoholic pickle juice. It's carbonated pickle juice, exactly. 
That's, I'm going to power through it. <laughs> so, um, we got some more beers to taste. Hey, do we need to get you some of this for the run? For your 100-mile no. run? You and Bug? No. Put one in your little pack? Yeah, I probably need just regular pickle juice. Which would be hard for me to eat, but maybe just a, a bag of pickles. Or a jar, I would eat the pickles. Or what about a beer that's pickles? Don't the, well, isn't the beer, a... the beer would make me farty and, you know. And, you know. <laughs> it's natural, you know. It's cool. Yeah, well, I've got isn't there a, already. Yeah. Is there a supplement called pickle juice that is for runners? Like, isn't there like a pack, a pouch of something that's called pickle juice? Here's this, like, is it noon? Some, like, this is tablet. looks like an Alka-Seltzer mm-hmm. that Bug puts in, puts it in our little camel bags. Yeah. Shakes it up. Because I have to have, I sweat so much, yeah. I have to have, like, replenishment of sodium uh, electrolytes or whatever. All the time. Because I'll cramp. Yeah. My entire body will go into a massive cramp. Mm-hmm. So for this race, I have to eat more than I, like, even when I'm not hungry, I have to eat and eat and eat because I need to have the energy and the carbs to burn. Otherwise, I'll start cramping. My muscles will start breaking down yeah. and start cramping. Anyway, I also can't, I don't need something that is not, it doesn't make me feel good. I don't need anything that needs, it grosses me out because obviously you don't want to get sick or you want to keep your appetite. So All I, would, right. I would probably be out on pickle juice, but I would probably eat pickles. Cause I like, I'm not a pickle juice person. I like to eat pickles. So we have some more beers to taste, but let's uh, we'll give our palate to rest because yeah. the, the this pickle is a beer shock to the palate. It's a it's a palate wrecker for sure. Okay, I haven't had this one in a while. I'm glad that I'm <clears throat> revisiting it. So after this, the, the initial three beers that we had, the will you grab that mic, please? The pink one. Yeah, this. You want to go back to that one? This uh, super fast jellyfish. That's your favorite. Is my fave, and I think it's I would. Buy, I think I would buy this. Okay. The interesting thing about craft beer, too, is that we'll probably never see this beer again once it's gone. <laughs> yeah. The tragedy of craft beer is that it's not available at all times. And like all your Lone Star. I go through that with, with certain coffee beans and things mm. like coffee, like Bold Vaquero, the, yeah. the Peru fair trade organic bean that I get for that. It's not always available. And um, yeah. This, this pickle beer was going to be one of those beers for Martin Just a House. one-off thing. They were going to make one thing, but it it took okay. off like wildfire. They weren't even expecting it, and so they thought, okay. They they built a bigger brew house because of this pickle beer. Yeah. Like, that's that's how big of a special splash you of did. You know, There's a lot of breweries out there now. You know? Oh, I hear about new ones all the time. Oh, yeah. What makes, what makes them different? Well, one of one. Can art is a big competition too. Yeah, I mean, your can or bottle See, has to really that, stand that, out. That does not. Yeah, that does not do it for me though. But it's it's cereal boxes, you know. It's yeah. just attracting the eye. All right, so let's get off, let's get off the beer for a moment. What do what do you guys what do y'all want to do with the rest of your lives? <laughs> I asked the real questions. Here. Oh wow. What, what's or where do we go from here? It's where do we go from here? Well, you, you've got a store. Yep. That we run. Is it, is it doing okay? Are you making a living? It seems like. Well, like awesome. I tell people, it turns out people are going to drink no matter what. Alcohol sales have been strong for thousands of years, and that's part of the reason why we decided to do this, <laughs> is, is because it, it's a recession-proof kind of thing. Yeah. That's and, really rang true lately with the pandemic. And so, yeah. 
you know, during this, we decided let's play with the the hours. You know, we used to be open. Well, first, when we started, we were open six days a week, and then we cut it to five. And it's like let's try four with less hours. And uh, last week, sales were up twenty five percent over the same week last year. Awesome. And we're not working as much. I spend yeah. more time with the kids. It's great. Yeah, I need to probably do that in my own business, but I highly recommend it. That, I would like to see. I would like it to have somebody love come and take it as much as we do. <laughs> and I know talking, that you talking about employees. Yeah, like I, I would love to have an employee that was invest. I mean, they're not going to be as invested as we are. Yeah. Obviously, it's our baby, but. Yeah. There's a point as a business owner that you would like to take a little, you would like to go on a vacation. Like we have nobody to run, come and take it if we want to leave town. I mean, we just have to close and not make any money. Yeah. So. But the uh, the thing with with an employee in a small business, and I learned this, you know, years ago. Because you worked for small businesses. Small businesses that it's a dead end job. Working yeah. for a small business. Because, yeah, you know, your employees can never be Sam Dean or Ashley Dean. Our employees can never be Bess or Mike. And that's just that's just how it goes, you know. And if you want to make real money, then you have to be the owner. And so, you know, here we are. But that that's just the... Yeah. That, that was the breaks, you know. That's true. It's true, but, you know, there are other ways, you know... Like if you were interested in opening a come and take it in Canton or, you know, whatever, to be partners with one of your former employees to do do that, you know. Sure, there's cetera, a way to massage it, but yeah. but for now, we tailored our hours to where the two of us can run it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need an employee. And we're not driving ourselves nuts. Crazy, yeah. Because, but, uh, and then, you know, the customers love it. They come in and they're getting one of us or both, likely. Yeah. And so that's, you know, it just looks good. You know, it's like when you and Ashley are both there, you know, just it, it, the dynamic just yeah. kind of changes, you know. I, I, I asked Doug Farrell with Atticus and Company. He said he said the Keystone thing, and I'm not talking about Keystone beer, which is also not bad, but <laughs> just kidding. You buy this beer for half the price, and do you try to... And I'm just speculating because that's what he said. Keystone is like buy it for fifty percent off. You sell it for retail. You make probably half. Is that is that true? No, not on, not on especially not on Keystone. You know the well, margins vary. <laughs> not margins on beer vary. in general. But what do you guys try to like? If if you're looking at a new product, what do you what are you trying to make on this product? I'm and I'm just interested on how do you run a grocery store. So well, then a super, like a supermarket is yeah. different than us. But a supermarket, you have. The high turnover, high waste items, you know, like like produce. Mm-hmm. The markup is ridiculous because the trash is ridiculous. You know, just yeah. the throwaway. What do you guys do with the stuff that you don't sell? Well, do you eat it? Well, a lot that, of times. Happens, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll take expired condiments home, and we try not to buy stuff. We try to buy stuff that yeah. at least has a long shelf life. Obviously, yeah, shelf stable. Yeah. Um, I try to drink all the old coffee. There's not a lot of it around. Right. Every time I go bring a coffee bag home, I pick the oldest one. Yep. You know. And we, uh, you know, we've got our ways of, like, we used to have, like, a clearance shelf where we would just try to sell it for cheap. Yeah. Um, but it's it's buying, too. Just, 
like say beer, it has an expiration date on it. Yeah. And it's this delicate dance of, of buying exactly how much you need. And Logistics. It, yeah. How do you know if you need more Lone Star? How do you keep track of when how much in, how do you do inventory? Well, I mean, I can I can reference back. You know, we have this you know modern computer system to that I can. Mm-hmm. Does it, alert, everything. does it alert you and when you need to order certain things? I or? can set it to do that, but I mean, but I can, I can look at out of stocks. A lot of it's in my head. Yeah. You know, it's it really is. And just using the force, you know, because we only have one store and I'm there every day. But that employee that you want to hire, they need to be able to do that one day. You know, so right. that, that needs to be... Right. Something needs to tell them to... <laughs> That, that task seems impossible. Yeah. That's a hard task. Well, that gives me stress just well, thinking about yeah. everybody I, I can't do it to, in my business. Everybody I talk to in this area yeah. who is either a business owner or in charge of hiring and firing, everybody has the same bitch. It's, you know, finding the people. You know, it's, it's yeah. talent. Especially if you're trying to do something, you know... You know, not just a, a, a mouth breather kind of job. You need an right, intelligent person or person... You know, yeah. you can't have a mouth breather teaching your classes. You can't. Yeah. It won't be <clears throat> Sam Dean level CrossFit Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. And same thing for us. It won't be Mike and Bez, you know, come take it level, that level of service. And it's intimidating for some. Like, you come in to come and take it, maybe you want to work there. But it's like, you're going to have to you're gonna have to know about all this wine and beer. And they're, you're gonna, our customers... You're going to catch a habit by the time you leave here. Right. You're going to catch a habit. <laughs> and our customers are high maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't well, say that. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. But, I mean, so, but they, there's an expectation hit, that you, you know, walk into a wine shop with cool wine that you people gotta, know. you got to know about it. Yeah. I well, mean, if you walked in to come and take it and somebody's standing there and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a really great bottle of wine for me and my wife. We like reds. You know, we like it dry. And then they look at you and be like, but if you go into McDonald's, I don't know. If you go into McDonald's, I can't. I don't know what you want. If you go into that McDonald's, can't happen. go into McDonald's and you go up to the counter and you're like, hmm, don't really know what I want. How are the chicken? What is, what's your? What's good here? What's your good here? <laughs> and they're like, I like chicken nuggets, you know? sir. Just get a I'll big take Mac. The chicken nuggets. And they're like, well, I kind of big like, Mac. I kind of like that quarter pound of cheese. Or, but because, but at McDonald's know. at the corporate level, they have everything dialed in to where they can hire yeah. anybody, and everybody already knows the menu, you know, because it's just been beaten into our brains our whole lives yeah. but you walk in to come and take it you need someone to guide you through it you walk into CrossFit Van Zandt you need somebody to guide but you through it I think you know you need to know the basics the basics of wine the basics of beer at CrossFit Van Zandt we know the level one train. Every, every employee is at least a level one trainer so they know about the air squat the nine foundational movements and I could list them here but I'm not but I have some really badass coaches and uh because you know, you've cultivated that employee, Rachel. Yeah, and you obviously Don, Tara, have Brian. I'm, let me name, name them all real quick. You know, you but, obviously have people that can Adrian that yeah. can run your business while you go on vacation. Yes, I do. I've been a witness to it. Yeah, yeah I do. Because <laughs> while you're God. on vacation, I'm thinking, man, I would like to take a vacation one day like Sam Dean does. <laughs> Yeah, I remember one time Sam's like, "Hey, we're going to Austin. Mike, come with us." It's like, "No, I can't. I gotta work." Yeah, we get invited to do stuff all the time. We're like, 
We have a business we run. We can't leave it. It's it's hard, but you got you got to trust that person. And we've had some fine employees over the years, but it's just like Mike said. It's one of those jobs where it's just like they're not going to stay there forever. And and, they're going to find something better. Right. Something you know, like. And I've I've in the past I've paid for coaches in the past. I've paid for their educate their their certifications and stuff, and they're with me for a little time, and then they leave. Yeah. And it's like, well, where, what about, and they won't talk to me again, but. Do you watch yeah. Yellowstone? I've watched the first season and a half of Yellowstone. Okay, so you know Rip. I love Rip. Kevin Costner. Yeah, Rip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, that guy's dedicated to. Right. We're not branding people. <laughs> to Costner's I ranch. think we yeah. should, though. May, well, okay. I think we might should, I need that level of dedication for come and take it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I will. I'm scared to work there now. I will like, run your cattle, and yeah. I will. I will turn on the sprinklers. Like, I will yeah. do what you need me to do because I. This is my home. Yeah. That's that's that what I'm looking awesome. for. Why do people like Rip so much? But that isn't that. What 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 TV show was that guy? It's a kid. It's a kid TV. I don't know who he, is it. He was on a kid. He was a kid uh, show. Funkhauser or something? No. Uh, Doogie Hauser? <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. Let me look it up. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Great Rip show. On, on Yellowstone. What was he on? Rip on Yellowstone. I think people like Rip so much IMDb. because it. And Mike, you've watched some Yellowstone episodes with me. I'm a little more into it than Mike. All right, so his name's Cole Hauser. That was it. Cole Hauser. Oh, not Doogie Hauser. <laughs> MD. So what was he now? <laughs> School. He was on Days and Confused, Goodwill Hunting, Pitch Black, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tears of the Sun. What did he play Who on Days and Confused? Yeah. Let's go back to that Days one. Days and Confused. Uh, what was his character? Man, we're not getting in here to see career. Go to IMDb. Days. I got it right. A role in Richard Linklater's Days and Days and Confused, also starring Affleck. Days and Confused. On podcast, cast. <laughs> He's Benny O'Donnell. <clears throat> but which kid was that? I don't know. We'll get we'll get there later. But uh, I like Yellowstone because one time Ashley and I went to Aspen, Colorado, on a vacation. On a probably. vacation, <laughs> your employees yeah, in the we were, hey, we were in the army. Uh, probably <laughs> no. We actually owned a CrossFit Van Zandt. I went up there. That's when I took my CrossFit Kids certification and in Boulder. But we went to we went to Aspen. Went to went did CrossFit at CrossFit Aspen. A friend of mine named Eric Larson owns the, the CrossFit Aspen. It was awesome. We're walking downtown Aspen, and this guy walks by. He's tall, and I look at him. I ask Kevin, "Hey, Kevin," I say to him. <laughs> and Ashley's like, what are you, who are you talking to? It's, it's Kevin Costner. And he goes, hey, how you doing? He was so damn nice to Ashley and I. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I, I love Kevin Costner. I love every single Kevin Costner movie there's ever been. Even the bad water world. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Open <laughs> Open Range, though, is the most underrated Western movie ever made. Have you seen? Over I don't think range? I've ever seen. I've that. never seen. It's it. got Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. and it's the one of the best westerns ever freaking made. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I couldn't come up with it when I met him. I couldn't say, "Oh, Kevin, uh, Open Range is one of the most underrated western movies." I never, I never said. All I could think about was, 
Robin Hood, you know, uh, you know, all those things he ran. Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, what are y'all in town for? You know, just did did a courtesy, like, small talk with yeah. us. And it's like, where are y'all headed? And just a down-to-earth guy. Mm-hmm. And that's before Yellowstone, man. That, you know. He's good in Yellowstone. He is good in Yellowstone. Is Ashley over there? She, she no. didn't. Okay. She was here, and then she left. Well, she likes Kevin Costner, too. But I love Kevin Costner. It's, it's a really good guy. I mean, and just gets the fact that he was nice to me. You know, <laughs> um, it's like a celeb- true movie star. When you meet celebrities, they're either total jerks or they're super yeah. cool. It's tell like me, nothing in between. Tell me about meeting Robert Plant at the Peabody. Oh yeah, so earlier we were, before we started this, we were telling Sam about the yeah, immigrant song. So, <laughs> okay, so we were at the Peabody Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. Bess and I took a vacation to Memphis, and people looked at us like, "What? You're vacationing in Memphis, Tennessee?" Like, "Well, yeah, because we're going to Graceland." And so, Memphis, Tennessee, I'm going Graceland. Paul Simon, right? So, <laughs> we we booked the VIP tour. Yep. Because I wouldn't have it any no, other no, no, way. No, 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 absolutely not. Oh, Graceland. So we, yeah, we haven't been Graceland. to Graceland. Oh. Have you been to the Alamo at least? Yes, okay. I've been to the Alamo. Okay, well, that, that, I need you to look at the start. Thing. I need you to look over here on this wall, but for a minute. This, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I saw the William Travis. Travis thing. Yeah, so anyway, um, we went to Graceland, toured it, like did the tour, like dragged our feet, took two hours, and then at the end, because we had the VIP passes, we asked the, the people who worked there, well, can we go do it again? And, and they looked at each other. And just started cracking up, and they were like, "Well, yeah, I guess nobody ever asked for that." Because they're just bussing people, they're just, you, know, you know, shuttling just a, people through from a hotel. And so we, we, to tour, the... we toured it again because it just has this vibe, you know. Yeah. And but we just... sat outside on what's the your favorite El- What's your favorite Elvis song? Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Well, think about it for a minute. Yeah, okay. I would need to think about but, it. But but anyway, just just the vibe of the place. Yeah. Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, when I think about when I think about Elvis, it I think about uh, you know like blue suede shoes. But I I remember seeing like a TV like him playing just the guitar, and I'm like, damn, Elvis can play the guitar. Like this guy is oh, he's been t- around, talented man. Yeah, really super talented. Say what you want, but I guess you know suspicious minds would be. That's a great song. We can go. Man, that's it was a, well, that's even a like great Love song. Love Me Tender, it's such a simple yeah. song, you know. And it, it's Which was beautiful in, it, in its simplicity. That was called another, that was another song, Melody, but he made it Love Me Tender. He changed it, or somebody changed it for him anyway. Right, right. So, so anyway, so, so we went, we toured Graceland twice in one day. <laughs> yeah. And then we went back to the hotel. And like, well, let's just have a, a drink in the lobby um, while we figure out where to have dinner. And uh, who noticed him first? Was it you? One of us. Oh, it doesn't matter. But I mean, he was. Robert Plant There's was in the lobby. There's nobody there. Like, it's yeah. not like it's a busy ho- mo- yeah. hotel. It's like... in the week or something. But we're we're sitting there on a on a couch in the lobby, and it's like, hey, maybe it was me. It was like, best. Like that's Robert Plant over and there. And he was I talking to two like people. A, and they were just having a conversation. I act like a fool. When okay. there's a celebrity okay. around, gets starstruck harder <laughs> than anybody I've ever met. I, I, my ears start getting really yeah. red. I start thinking of like I gotta what, follow. I gotta like... follow up story. Yeah. But but anyway, so uh, 
<laughs> so Robert Plant's in the lobby talking to people. Well, that's cool. Robert Plant's here. And so, it, you know. I probably start shaking. No, no, because no, we were far away. Yeah. You know, it's like it was fine. You, you so when you, Mike, when you saw him, what was the first thing you thought about? That's Robert Plant. Yeah, but the, what comes to mind? Uh, I think I tight like, pants and long blonde hair. That's not what I thought of. But, <laughs> yeah. but I was thinking of yeah. like, I think I like how the West was one had just been yeah. released. You know that that like, I don't know. It's like a reissue or whatever. Yeah, the, the greatest hits with with a bunch of yeah. like video. And it's like wow, that guy's. You know, he's been there, done that. You know, I think all, I was everything. thinking of the so vastness awesome. of his career and who he is to mm-hmm. like. This guy's in the same room with me. But he's been to the studio a lot. You know, he's, he's, he just, lost a kid. You know, uh, you know, at a, he was like our age. But anyway, uh, so okay, Robert Plant's over there, and we're we're drinking our drinks, trying to figure out where to eat dinner. This is when he's probably doing his Allison Krauss well like stuff. It was right after that. So I think. so, um, which was awesome. I, I had that was a good. I had album. gone to the lobby restroom to to use the restroom and. Uh, he came in and he's using the restaurant, and I'm not gonna bug him. But yeah. this other guy came in. I probably would have. And this other guy came in <laughs> while he's at the, standing in front of the urinal using it. Yeah. This guy's saying, "Oh, Mr. Plant, blah blah blah." And so I had finished up and said, "Just look, like I go to this guy and said, like, don't don't do that. Just yeah. just leave him alone." And I kind of shuffled this guy out of there, <laughs> and and I leave, and. Uh, I go and sit next to Bess on the couch, and, and then Robert Plant walks up to us, and, and he introduces himself, very polite, and, uh, and we just kind of start talking for a minute, and uh, I asked him, like, well, what are you doing in town? And he was working on some blues history project just across the state border in Mississippi, but he was staying at the Belmont, because I guess that's his spot. Yeah. The, Peabody. Uh, the Peabody. Peabody the, yeah. the, the, the Peabody, thank yeah. you. Um, Belmont is our favorite hotel in that's Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> Used to be. You, it's gone down way down. Oh, well, we haven't been know, in a long time. I know y'all have a business now and you can't go anywhere, <laughs> but it's gone way down. Oh. The Belmont in Dallas. It used to be awesome up on mm-hmm. Oak Cliff. Oh, you, yeah. you see the skyline. Mm-hmm. Ashley and I loved it. The last two times we've been there, it's been terrible. Oh. Somebody so they sold it. The smoke's oh. not even there. The barbecue place. Yeah, it closed. Not even there. Right. Even before COVID. Yeah. Um, but he was nice to you guys. Yeah, he was, he was nice. Just a cool dude. Nice guy. Yeah. And I, I've we got heard his from friends who met him that mm-hmm. they say the same thing. He's just this really yeah. cool guy. He's down to earth. I saw Page and Plant live in Reunion, Reunion Arena, the old Mavericks Arena, when I was in high school. I was going to say that had been over 20 years Travis ago. Travis Norman, one of my best friends, and his mom, Rocky Norman, took me. Hmm. And I remember. I knew a, I knew like a handful of songs, you know, like Black Dog. Hey, hey, mama, said the way you move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you feel. I just remember Rocky getting up and just dancing like a gypsy. Just, <laughs> no, she got transformed yeah. back to nineteen yes. yes. <laughs> yes. It was mysterious. It was great. It was. <laughs> I loved her. I loved Travis. Loved the whole Norman family. But that, yeah, Led Zeppelin, best rock band. I mean, no, I, the Rolling I, Stones, I, greatest rock band in the world. Well, they, they called themselves that. The Rolling Stones also, but Led Zeppelin's just different. It, they're well, just, they they're, invented heavy metal. They're heavy metal. They're metal. You yeah. know, well, you know, heavy metal. 
they're heavy metal. They're not just metal. They're, you know, they, oh man, they rock. <laughs> Have you heard Greta Van Fleet, the new, the new wave? Of, yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, they sound yeah, just and they like, sound old. And like, I, saw, I saw them at Austin City Limits. The guy's like, ah! and he's like a little kid. Seeing, you know, seeing, he's probably my age. I don't know who knows, but he sat, he sings like Robert Plant, mm-hmm. just, just belts it out. And I, I really respect that when singers belt, like they put their balls out there. Mm-hmm. But it's been done before. It, it has, but it's so refreshing just to hear somebody do it, you know, 40 years later. Right. And they, they had a real talent of making, well, the first time I heard that band, Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I should know who this is. Like, yeah, this you, is an old, yeah, this is a, this is Zeppelin. classic rock. This yeah. is something else that I've heard before. Who is this? The drums sound just you like know? the drums. Yeah. yeah it, it, um, so it, it reminds me of like, you know, I talk about Guns N' Roses all the time. Axel sings, he puts it out there, you know. And I met him in New York City. Uh, my first, when I was West Point, I was a, I was a freshman. And I first weekend, Martin Luther King weekend, I, I was able to leave. Ashley was coming up. She flew into LaGuardia. I'm on the subway, and this is right after 9-11. So, like, I'm, I'm in the subway. I'm in Grand Central Terminal at the bottom, and I see this guy. He's got red dreadlocks. He's got his Kango hat, like a, a leather Kango hat, like a, like, a, like a Gilligan's Island-type Kango, but it's black leather. With the brain. And I, he's got these rings. I'm like, who the hell? <laughs> and Luke, my brother, just... I didn't have a TV. Luke told me, like, hey, Guns N' Roses just came out the MTV Music Awards at the end because they've been on hi- hiatus. Mm-hmm. Axel's been in hiding for, like, 20 mm-hmm. years. Right. I think I and remember that. He's, like, he's got red dreadlocks. I was like, okay. So I see this guy with red dreadlocks. They were, that was at Radio City Music Hall. Uh-huh. I go up, and then I see the Appetite for Destruction cross the tattoo he has on his forearm, and I knew that because I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan. I go up, and I'm like, man, you're Axel Rose. And he goes, yeah. He goes... How's it going? And I sit there and talk to him for like 20 minutes. <laughs> no, every, people are walking by, and he's waiting. He's like, his bodyguard was in line getting him a ticket or whatever, because he, he was going to Ground Zero to the site. I was going to LaGuardia to pick up Ashley. Mm-hmm. I talked to him for like 20 minutes. He's so nice. We're talking about Chinese democracy. This is way before it even came out. You know, it came out, eventually ended up coming out in 2009 when I was in Afghanistan. Hmm. This is in two, This is back in 2002 when I met him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so seven years later, but I tell Ashley all the time, it's like I had to leave Axel Rose to go <laughs> to go pick, pick her up at the airport. That's love. I could have gone with him. Probably, I want to say that I, he would have let me. You would have invited. You me could over. be in Guns N' Roses yeah. right now. I could have rode on the subway with him. <laughs> and uh, Ashley is love, a special lady. I love Ashley so much. She's heard the story I, a million times. <laughs> I told, and I have his autograph somewhere. But I was like. Axel, I gotta go, man. My favorite singer, favorite musician of all time. And he's like, all right, well, good luck, man. And he's like, do you? Want, he's like, and I'm leaving. He goes, you want me to sign anything? He like, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, I had, yeah, sign, yeah. I had him sign a dollar bill, <laughs> and then I had him sign a piece of paper. I still have it framed, but uh, he's the one that suggested that as I was leaving. That's so funny. And this was before cameras, you know, camera phones. Uh, so, what's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? Well. Good question, because it changes all the time. But probably, um, <clears throat> estranged. Probably, um, 
But I love them. I love so many of them. It, it's mine it's crazy. has to be November Rain. Yeah, I love November Rain, but that's one of the, the that ma- song <laughs> that's I the, can listen to. But it's one of the major hits. It's one of the over. major it hits is. that I've heard so many times. But like, every time it yeah. comes on, it strikes that feeling in yeah. me of the first time mm-hmm. I heard it. Like those those songs that will transport mm-hmm. you back to your car, driving around, so or your this, bedroom when you were so young. This will make you feel. This makes always makes me feel kind of bad. Axl Rose wrote November Rain when he was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. So like all those songs they wrote. They were so like, it got stashed away. They were 21 years old. Mm-hmm. No, when, I mean, Appetite came out. That's kind of like when they were, how old they were. But he's in his 20s and he's writing all these songs. And like and they had most of those songs written like for Use Your Illusion and stuff. Like when they were on tour for, you know, Appetite for Destruction. But I was like, man, what was I writing when I was 21? Nothing. <laughs> but no. like he wrote the masterpiece you know because Duff was saying like he was always like banging around he didn't have, they didn't have money for a piano so he was, anytime he'd see a piano he'd start writing more to pieces to November Rain and then finally had the whole song but that's cool yeah good old Axl Rose alright so now beer tasting Second installation of the beer tasting. Second installation. Round two. And then we have my lovely wife, Ashley Dean, joining Hi. us with her cranberry juice. <laughs> nice. You can pretend it's wine or something. I, I do. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Cranberry juice is, it is the hard unsweetened, to drink. Is it the unsweetened, the unsweetened cranberry juice? It's real cranberry juice. Because that really does kind of taste like wine. It's good for your kidneys. Okay, so first beer in the round two of the tasting. <laughs> Rain is uh, in, Mike. Yeah, yeah. He's the, the host. <laughs> I'm taking over. The host <laughs> I'm Johnny Carson now. So, uh, Great Raft, the brewery out of uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and they make amazing beers. And this is another one. Uh, this one's called Walker Melon Texas Ranger. It's Walker not, Melon. Walker Melon Texas Ranger. You haven't heard of that guy? Okay, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, it's an IPA in India Pale Ale with watermelon. And so I, I like this one a lot. So you smell it, and you, um, it smells of a fresh cut watermelon. Yeah. I got your one. And then um, fresh cut watermelon. And then it has. This, Don't give me an old cut. <laughs> yeah. Give me a fresh cut. Yeah, who wants the an old, old cut? Old cut is the tub in the grocery store that you Wait, buy already cut. When did y'all cut this watermelon? Just now. You heard the crack. That damn, that is fresh cut. That's green. I, that's, that smells like the rind. Right? It's like, it's you, the, it does smell green. Planty. That's an IPA. It's an IPA. India Pale Ale. Give me the history on it. <clears throat> okay, so India Pale Ale is a revived Old English style from when India was a, a colony. But, but beer wasn't making it. <clears throat> just wouldn't keep around the you know, the Cape of South Africa, it would go bad. So more alcohol, more hops, and hops are naturally antibacterial, the beer would keep better. And the higher alcohol, so, you know. That's how you get it. And and so, you know, it's been a popular style, revived, you know, for 20, 25 years. But IPAs have changed quite a bit. You know, a lot of people, if you tasted an IPA 10, 15 years ago, and you hated it because it was super bitter with sweet malt, to counter it and it turned a lot of people off but the modern 
New England style or hazy IPA, it's different. They're using newer strains, newer varieties of hops that are more fruity mm-hmm. and not bitter. And so they don't have to use as sweet of a malt to counter it. And so it's just more user-friendly. It's easier to drink. And this is an example of that plus watermelon. So yeah, it's pretty good. Do you, do Sam, you get the I, watermelon? Yeah. Sam, I know you're not an IPA guy, but yeah. this is different, is it not? It is different. And I like it. It, it. I am. You're right. I'm not an IPA guy. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> but it's better than a lot of the IPAs I taste. Yeah, it's nice. It's fantastic. And if you like watermelon, it's juicy. A taste of fresh watermelon. I feel like I should be spitting out a seed. <laughs> um. And then karate chopping it. <laughs> I feel like Gallagher, yeah. yeah. Smash it with a hammer with some suspenders on. <laughs> that would be fun too. But um, anyway, probably should have poured that. But. Who's drinking this when we're done? Uh, Isn't that gross? That's, you. Uh, yeah. So, You've yeah. already host, made this claim. <laughs> there's, a, there's a cup in the middle of the table that we, we put out. The, the Whatever's left in our glass, we, we pour it in there. So it's, now it's a mixture of all these different... Uh, and Sam's going to drink it at the end of the show. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next beer. Um, ingenious Brewing Company out of Humble, or if you're from there, Humble, Texas. Um, Humble. And it's called or, Triple Splat, and it's a another made-up style, a hazy triple IPA, lots of malt, lots of hops, 10, 10% alcohol, mm. big boy beer. 10%. Why not 11%? We'll get there. Don't worry. Okay. It's a big glass. Big guy. <laughs> What's the name of this one one more time? Same. Triple Splat by Ingenious Brewing Company. Triple Splat. It's a lot. That's a lot of beer in your mouth. Wow. Yeah, that is very... It's a lot of alcohol. I can tell. It's hidden well, though. But it, you taste more like citrus and more like even like pine. Yeah. Like pine resin. Yeah. Piney. These are all Texas beers today, right? Uh, except for the watermelon one. That, that's from Louisiana. Oh, Coon-ass beer. Shreveport. <clears throat> Shreveport. There's some good beer coming out of Louisiana. From, from True Blood, right? Aren't they from Shreveport? Are they? What? What? It's either... What's the other vampire show on HBO? There's, there's True Blood and there's... What's the other one? Walking Dead? One of those... That's a zombie show. Well, one of those, the plot of the vampires are in Shreveport, Louisiana. It's it's True Blood. I didn't know if it, I didn't think it was I didn't know if it was Shreveport, but they're definitely in Louisiana. Yeah, they're in Shreve, the South. Shreveport, maybe Bossier City. That was a good TV show. I lost interest after a while. But yeah, I never got into that. It. That beer, I like it, but again, it's a lot. It's I, I don't rich. think I could make it through a whole one without just. That's, that's extra crunk. I'll give that a crunk rating of <laughs> 9.5. Okay, yeah. Getting crunk. That is a guaranteed yeah. you're getting drunk or your money back. Yes. That'd be one I'd be like, you know, I need this after after a 12-hour shit. This is the kind of beer that when you, <laughs> you just really only 
have the energy the to drink one, one beer. Down, yeah. I usually I'm go for a real high alcohol. You know, you sip on it and then you're good to go. Also, a suitable meal replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Protein shake. If you're hungry, just down that thing. It'll be over. You're good to go. Yep. Um, so, next beer up a brewery that I'm a fan of. All our stuff is good. Tups out of McKinney. And uh, it's September. We're getting into fall, Oktoberfest season. So th- this is their annual Oktoberfest seasonal. Marzen style ale. It's always one of our popular Oktoberfests. We get it every year. Because it's good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, Oktoberfest, the cool thing, it, it's... Oh, I'm not pouring that much. But uh, no. it's it's just... It's white appeal. <laughs> Got to work tomorrow. It's an you know an amber ale, malty, kind of sweet, great with food, which I it's it's designed for food basically. You know pretzels and sausage. Sausage on a stick, you yeah. know. Everybody loves that. The kids mm. screaming yeah. in the background. <laughs> they're having it's fun. Cool. They're having it's cool. fun. Yeah. They're not getting tortured or anything. No, but that's a steep staircase. That's so smooth compared to what we just drank. Oh, it's like, like a night, yeah, it's day, like water. right? It's, like, it's, it's a food beer. It, it's yeah. It's made to be easy to drink. Yeah, I feel like I'm at Oktoberfest right now with this thick beer. Where is the um? What is the instrument they play at the Oktoberfest? Accordion. The accordion. Yeah. Right. That yeah. what they play? Oh yeah. Dance around. Among other instruments. Sure. But yeah, we're we're in the tent. Always, we're, in always, me, we're in we're Munich in Munich right now. This is the coldest Oktoberfest. You know, like usually the beer is kind of warm. <laughs> which I don't like warm beer. No, uh, awful. All right, I like it. What else? Next up. Oh, so, I can't wait to try this. We ha- Bess and I haven't actually tried this. I've been before, wanting to try this okay. beer since what we've gotten it. it. It's so, a peanut butter. So it's from Ingenious Brewing Company. Oh, I like it. All right, peanut butter. Versus jelly. Versus jelly. Who's going to win? Porter. Porter. Okay, if you had to pick right now. Peanut butter. I'm, I'm making you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm only got enough peanut butter for one person. I'm only got enough jelly for one person. Are you taking the peanut butter or the jelly? Oh. You said, so peanut butter and bread for you, Mike. Peanut butter. Peanut butter and yeah. bread for you, too. Okay. I mean, I do love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. I <clears throat> love them. I think I ate them every day when I was pregnant. And I don't even think Crunchy, it was because I was pregnant. Uh, I like brand? smooth peanut butter. And I usually buy the Smucker's Natural. Never had it. I don't know what it is about that brand, but I love it. Because it doesn't have any sugar. Like, it's, like, the ingredients is peanut butter and salt. Like, that's it. And it's smooth. Thank you. But it's got some texture to it. It still has some like a little bit of crunch. Wow! So but, this is a it's a porter, which is you know oh, yeah. dark, roasty. Sometimes they can be sweet, a little sweet, mm-hmm. but this one has the addition of uh, grapes, blueberries, strawberries, and you peanut s- butter. It smells like a yeah, peanut smell. butter and jelly sandwich. It does exactly. It really captures it. Oh my gosh! Sometimes you know so, these these beer. Yeah, you know what they whatever these people come up with, you know these combinations, these these adjunct additives. It sounds weird, but sometimes it really works. You know what I think? I think oh, they yeah. experiment, and they 
do a taste test. This is kind of like I do with coffee. I experiment with my roaster, and when I get something out, we do a taste test. Then I come up with the name. Then I come up with the with the flavor notes. So like they created this, and they're like, "Hey Jim, this kind of smells like a peanut butter and jelly." <laughs> no, no, no. I I think it happened the other way. I think it's like let's make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich beer. No, and then they went I from do there. Not. You don't think that's how it happens? Nope. I disagree. I well, I disagree with you. I I think they came up with this on accident. It was like, man, I smell it. This is not an accident. No, you don't accidentally make a peanut butter it, and jelly. No, because sandwich they, beer. They dro- they will drop peanut. I mean, they'll drop peanut butter in the brew. After the fact. No, <laughs> like, let's put some peanut butter in there just to make sure we put a little peanut butter in there. Sam, have you ever brewed beer? Yes. Okay. Really? In earnest? I I had a big. Ashley got me a personal beer brewing kit at okay, Fort, Fort okay. Benning, Georgia. It's like a kit? Like yeah, a, with like five-gallon buckets in the okay, It wasn't a box thing. It was like yeah, a bunch I was, of... Oh, I mean, I did it. I did the whole thing. But you learn a lot about beer from making it. Yeah. But this is not a mistake. Mainly, about this? This mainly what I learned is like, this. it's going to turn out either bad or good. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. But this this beer wasn't a, a an accident. It was a goal. They said they yeah. set out to make a peanut butter and jelly porter. But what do you think guys. about it? What do you think it tastes? I mean, it tastes okay. Do you I mean, like I, it? I smell bread, peanut butter, and jelly. Yeah, I get it. I like it. I'm glad that I'm glad we tried it because I've been very curious about this beer. Normally, I love peanut butter and jelly, but I'm not always big on the peanut butter beers. Right. I mean, I'd rather eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich than drink a Lone Star. Yeah. (laughs) You wash it down with a Lone Star. Mm. uh, It's not bad. And I I get what they're saying, but, you know, I mean, I guess I'm just being, you know, thinking that it's a lot easier if you just start brewing a bunch of different beer, a bunch of different ways, and you're like, hey, this one tastes like a cerveza. Well, no, you got to have a goal in mind. This one tastes like this. this No, there has to be an objective. Right, but yeah, your pickup beer didn't happen by good. accident. I think the yeah, start there making something good, but like you can't always. It doesn't always turn out. But you know, it, it's just like anything. I mean, it's always getting to Plan B. Is the whole thing? It's getting. How do I get to Plan B? Because Plan A never comes out really. Everything you set out to do usually. You have to modify your expectations. Modify it into right. something else. So, you, but you see what I'm saying? That that could be a thing. I'm not saying that it happened with this one, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think enjoy you can... that. Or can we move on to the next Let's one? Let's move on. Okay, We're on so a roll. next beer. This from Illinois, and everybody's heard of Goose Island beers. So is Abraham Lincoln. But go ahead. True. <laughs> Honest Abe. So you know how he got Honest Abe the name. I'm sh- so refresh he, me. He worked at a come and take it, if you will, in Illinois, hmm. back in the day. And he mischarged. He overcharged somebody on accident, hmm. and he realized he did it once they left. And he rode his horse or something for like two days to give them their money back. And that's how he got the name Honest Abe. I thought it was because he was. He was when he was an attorney. He, you know, went to trial, and the other guy, because it was the olden days, couldn't make it because there was a storm or a mule died or whatever. And so 
Lincoln tried both sides of the case fairly. Like, he was the lawyer for, for both sides. Hmm. And I think he, you know, on the part of the, well, I don't know, it was the plaintiff or defendant, like, he won the case for his opponent out of honesty. Like, that's how it shook out. Yeah, I just made that up. I didn't. <laughs> so, anyway. I, yeah, I didn't either. I, I read that in a book, but... These are two very different stories. <laughs> but you could be right. I don't know. But never, maybe, the, maybe the two stories are true, and that is just his character, yeah, and that yeah. is the kind of guy he was. So, who cares where it came from? Both of those stories give him an honest character. Oh, thank you. You sound like you're dead. <laughs> well, I am his daughter. That's true. Talking about Alan Boswell, well, yeah. who's also a lawyer. Who he is also a lawyer, a Honest criminal Alan. defense. Honest Alan, I've heard of him. he's been called around Athens. <laughs> a criminal defense attorney. Yeah. He always thinks people get second chances. And he let's let's plug Mike's surplus. Yes. Ne- next to CrossFit Van Zandt South mm-hmm. in Athens, I just bought for three hundred dollars. I bought like a five-piece patio furniture set, and I also bought a whole box of Topo Chico on the <laughs> yeah. cheap at thirty-three dollars for like uh, forty-six Topo Chicos. I love going That's there. That's super cheap for Topo Chico. Yeah, you can't buy find a Topo Chico for under a dollar. No, anywhere. I sell them for a dollar fifty. Yeah, yours are fresh though, <laughs> <laughs> because I've gotten some from Mike's that are maybe like. A little, little bit. We call that. We have coined the term "getting miked." <laughs> Bad publicity, y'all. <laughs> no. That's supposed to get out there. Dad, I'm sorry. Uh, look, rewind the tape. Okay? Yeah. Look, we can't take We're that out. We're not on a tape. We're not going to edit that out because this is honest. Sam, but Mike Surplus <laughs> is. Also, a hidden gym in it Athens. Is. I love going there. I go there once, once people a week. go there, they usually tell me because I'll tell a lot of people to go there and then they'll make it there and then they'll say, I can't believe I've never been in there. Because, because you go you in there and there's, there's, there's some deal that is pointed at you. You know, like, right. I can't believe I can find the Viva Cadillac yeah. paper towels for this cheap. They have a paddle board outside, and Patrick today was like, how much on that paddle board? Mm-hmm. And Mike, uh, is it Mike or who's the? Probably Mike. Probably Mike. Yeah. Glasses usually has on a ball yeah, cap. Mike was like three, three fifty nine or something. It's like we can't, we can't do that one. We're gonna wait. We you, don't, you can best offer. Don't there. you have some paddle boards at? I've got in two. Camp. I've got two. Patrick was wanting it, but he, you know, you don't want to ask. I had to ask. <laughs> anyway, the furniture was three fifty. Got them down three hundred. Everybody's happy. Ashley loves it. Freckles hadn't chewed it up yet. So. <laughs> you got it today, right? Got it today. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I saw that furniture set on Facebook earlier today. Liked it because you know, got gotta like those posts with right. your people. You got to. And then I walked on your patio and I was like, Mike's, Mike's discount. See, I saw your post. I drove straight to Mike's surplus. All the way from CrossFit South? I bought the set. Got it here just to show you that I follow your posts. I love that. It was very very comfortable to sit there. You know what? My dad likes to know that that social media is working for him. And this will definitely make him happy. All right. What is this? 
So final beer. It's a big uh, glass. Everybody's heard of Goose Island this beer. This is the big right? boy or, or of you, the beers you've, today. You've seen it, you know. But this is Bourbon County Stout. It's highly sought after. There's a lot of beer in this bottle. So it's, it's an imperial stout. Yes, it is. A lot of malt, a lot of roasted malt, really roasty. Mm. And then it's aged in bourbon barrels. So you get the oaky vanilla taste. Do you do you want to guess what the alcohol percentage on this 12. beer is? Higher. Higher than 12? Yeah. That's why I had that face. When right, I that's why it. you had that face. Is it 15? 0. 0.2. 15.2. Yeah. So percent. When I took this and drank it, it was like it's like taking a shot of bourbon or something. I mean, it, it ain't, it's not that bad, but it smells. It's boozy of for bourbon. Sure. Like you smell yeah. ethanol. Yeah, yeah. It's like whoo. But Pe- people wonder yeah. why this beer costs twenty dollars. A lot went into so making it. One, it's a Almost a forty ounce. I mean, it yeah. looks like a forty old English forty. It doesn't look like a forty. <laughs> so anyway, forty. So it, you know, how many ounces are we talking? Of, I mean, a lot of times let's, people let's put, ask me, like nobody can see. It's a pint. They can't see on the podcast. It's but a pint. People ask, you know, Mike, why does this beer ounce. cost twelve dollars? Yeah, it's also it's like asking Mike, why does the cheese pizza cost so much less than the Supreme pizza? Well, because a lot more went into the Supreme pizza. Yeah. There was so, a lot of ingredients. In and there's, you know, it's, it's aged. Uh, but, you know, remember I was I was talking before about, like, you know, with the steak, you want a wine that can stand yeah. up to it. And so this is the kind of beer that can stand up to a cigar. You know, it, it can take the yeah, place of the, no the, doubt. The, the cognac or, or bourbon or whatever. You know, you can drink this sip it. You know, this is, it's a sipping beer. This it makes sense. It it's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a lawnmower yeah. beer. You know, it, it, this is one that you tuck into and you mm-hmm. take your time with. And it's in a big bottle, so you share it, you know. It's, it's an event to open it. That makes sense, man. I've never heard that before, how you, if you have a heavyweight meal, like a steak. You don't you, you want need a, a wine heavy, spritzer with that. You need a heavyweight wine. If you're having a cigar, which is a heavy flavor, <laughs> which I don't smoke cigars, but it's a heavy sensation. You need a, You need something to mimic that. Yeah, if you're if you're eating grilled flounder, which is delicate and yeah. light, you want a delicate light, light. wine. Okay, and now I now I know. Now I'm an expert. That's in wine, yeah. in yeah. pretty much. So the notes on this now beer. I can work. Let me just put it this way: If you guys need to go on a four day, maybe five day <laughs> vacation down to Galveston, somewhere close, where if I I can cell phone reception is a must, right? So I can call. I can. I can work a couple of shifts from you, for you, just based on what you taught me tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that, okay? We'll keep you in mind. Yeah. But, you know, you're... Don't bu- call us, we'll call you. You're okay. busy as well. Yeah. I am busy, but I would do that for y'all. And you know that I can coach some CrossFit I, you classes. You do coach CrossFit. You're an assistant <laughs> for coach. For you. I haven't... You're, you're, in, you're still an intern. Haven't, unpaid. An unpaid intern. Yes. I'm fine with that title. Unpaid... Yeah. Intern assistant to the assistant coach. But your coach. mom also at the nine o'clock class is a pretty good assistant coach, and um, she she's is. She's got her crew, Lynn. She is. We're talking. She's... We're talking Kim, Lynn, uh, Melissa. Shout out to Pam. Team Boomer. Pa- Rita is Re- the Rita. new. Rita, Rita, the new addition. The new addition, Rita. They did great on front squat today. Everybody did. Oh, uh, your dad did well too. Everybody did great. 
Well, that's yeah, that's good. I'm glad that I missed it. I missed the nine o'clock today, so I hope that they probably did better since I wasn't there. I'm glad you weren't there because we got <laughs> notes. All right, let's go quick through shotgun these notes real quick. So where, Mike, did, where did these notes come from? All right, these. I can't tell you where these notes came from. Well, I'll tell everybody. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. They, they came from my mother-in-law. Yeah. Honey, honey, Kim Boswell. Honey Boswell. Let me just tell you, she thinks the world of you guys. Both of y'all. And we, we talked about Mike Suarez for a minute. Let's talk about Mike Suarez for a minute. As a kid in high school, tell me about off-road bicycles. Is this BMX? Well, so, no, this was born in college. Uh, I raced mountain bikes. Okay. And um, it was a sport that I'm good at because it's, it's, it's really solo sport. You can't have any sort Honestly, of yeah. outside uh, uh, help. It's you're in it. You know, you leave the starting line with your bike, and you're on your own. And uh, I was pretty good at it. It was the best, my best sport, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun. It just uh, so you raced mountain bikes on yeah. a mountain bike single track, single track uh, all over Texas, in Louisiana, New Mexico. Um, but did you win state? What kind of title did you have? So I, I, in my age category, in '99, I, I won a, a, a minor state title. Um, and uh, anyway, it was it was fun. It was you know testing myself basically. Yeah. Because you know it's not a team sport. And he was a bike mechanic. He worked in a bike shop. And that's yeah, I worked in you bike know shops. About bikes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about electric bicycles? Um, I remember when they first came out, like in the late 90s. Yeah. It was kind of an eye roller, but if that gets people on the street and gets them outside, great, whatever. I want to get one. Yeah. You know, specialized have these So pretty, drive up and down 19? Pretty bad. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. luck. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're, awesome, they're awesome mountain bikes, but they also have a battery that can go like 35 miles an hour. I don't know. I think it's cool. She also says, she goes, Mike's also, he's basically a Texas historian. He knows a lot about Texas history. That's why I was like, I said, well, I, I'm excited to show you that my William Travis letter, I thought, it, I grew up thinking I was related to William Travis, and I don't think I am, but my, my grandmother's maiden name was Travis. And uh, so every time we talked about the Alamo, we talked, I was always, whenever we talked about the commander, Lieutenant Colonel William Travis, he drew the line in the sand. He was young. He was, he was lawyers. Really young. I think he was twenty six. Yeah. Uh, he had a failed marriage. He had a divorce. And his wife like cheated on him, and he had a son with her. And he had a failed newspaper like in Alabama. And before that, he came from South Carolina, but he came to Texas and he started practicing law. And then when Gonzalez happened, he he stood up and became a an officer. Well, yeah, it was it's. Texas is the story of these guys who just kept reinventing yeah. themselves. Yeah. And, uh, well, quick story. Like, yes, I am fascinated by Texas history. Uh, it's part of the reason I didn't come up with a name, come and take it, for our store. Mm-hmm. That's his cousin Byron Kelly did. Uh, um, we have to give him credit for we that. Have to, yeah, i got to give him I've credit for credit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, We've met Byron. Great guy. but Great attorney. Okay, enough about Byron. So, <laughs> we'll have a laugh about that. But anyway, it, it, and I was became fascinated by in Texas history because in school, in grade school, well, through college, I was a terrible student. Uh, I was just so bored with it always. But 
when I was in the third grade, I think, and it's crazy to think a year older than my, my own son, uh, the teacher who was supposed to be there, she got pregnant or got sick or got eaten by a shark or, you know, whatever. So anyway, I mean, we had this teacher for like three weeks. And then this other teacher, Ms. Wolf, never forget it. Ms. Wolf, she realized that at the, you know, when we're sitting down to doing assignments or taking a test, I would always whip through it and be bored and start walking around, talking to other kids while they're trying to work or whatever. I was disruptive, but not like bad, not like Mm -hmm. hyperactive. And so she first, like when I would whip through something, she would give me this plastic mat that had the Alamo and like a vinyl mat that had the Alamo on it, like a scene. And these little vinyl characters of the Mexican soldiers and the the Texian soldiers. And so I could like make a little scene out of it, you know, like activity. And then I guess she saw that I really liked that. So at the end of the assignment or the end of the the Mm. whatever, she would uh, give give me these little books, these little children's books that were like you know words and pictures of the the different you know fathers of Texas you know whether yeah. it was uh, Stephen F Austin or William Travis or Jim Bowie and it was just these books and uh, I wish I, I knew what they were now so that I can give them to my kids but I, I can't remember what the series was but it fascinated me and so from then on. I thought it was so cool that these people just decided they wanted to make a country and they did it. <laughs> and that was amazing. What's it like? Your grandfather, your name's Mike Suarez. It's true. Your your grandfather or your great-grandfather was born in Mexico. No? Or No, no. This is Kim Boswell history. So we're going back to Mike Suarez history. So okay. my family has been in Texas since the 1800s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this this funny thing my grandfather would tell me, that I thought it was silly stuff. He would say, when everybody else showed up, we were here making tacos. And I thought it was just a silly thing that he would say, but no, I think he's really right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I identify as a Texan. Yeah, well, you are. Sure. I, I mean, yeah. But growing up as a, you know, when you're, when you're looking at the Alamo, what did you see the Mexican, what did you see Santa Ana as? A tyrant. Yeah. The tyrant and these other people wanted freedom. Yeah. Just like the U.S. at the time, you know. So those guys, those Dog guys fight. grew up, you know, like learning the stories of the revolution, the American revolution. And so... <laughs> so, and I'm sorry. One of the best parts of the podcast, right here, and my dogs are fighting yeah. right under my yeah. feet. Sounds about right. <laughs> but uh, where were we? So you were interested in that kind of sparked yeah, your Texas. Yeah, that was the seed of it. History, yeah, yeah. like that's something that you felt spoke to you. Yeah. People decided they wanted to make a country, and they did it. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It is amazing. When I got to West Point, out, and this is on another podcast with, with Patrick, but I didn't know when I got to West Point, one of my, Chuck Steele, one of my football coaches and one of my uh, history professors said, Sam, you know, 
Texas Revolution was a lot about slavery too. Yeah, slavery was legal in Mexico. And they wanted to, they didn't but, want to keep their slaves because Texas was poor. <clears throat> yes. And so that was the way that they could yeah. create an economy. I mean, it's and nasty. Patrick, it's, it's ugly. It's a black eye. And Patrick told me, well, it was illegal in Mexico, but mm-hmm. the Catholic Church basically enslaved people in the name of religion. True. And it and it doing it in an old different way, but but somehow it's okay. But that was okay. Yeah. And. Um, it's so yeah. It's super super interesting to me. Um, we got to go to San Jacinto and see that battlefield recently. My my friends died. We went down there to Houston to his funeral, and uh, I've never been there before. And have you I went there San- as a kid? Yeah. It, it, and I had just recently read another Sam Houston book, and, and uh, all right, Bess, Mike, we've we've said it all. We kicked the dogs out. We kicked the dogs. The dogs out. are gone. We've done the the beer tasting. We have a lot of beer here on the table. Okay, now but we got to get to the wine tasting. Let's go. <laughs> but I asked you earlier. I was like, "Where does it? What do you want to do with the rest of your life? What are the goals for come and take it? What are we? Where are we ten years from now?" Well, okay, that's an interesting question given current current circumstances yeah. that okay. we're all familiar with at this point. But hopefully we're getting through those. And, and I believe getting, we will. Yeah. I think after the election, regardless regardless of outcome, I, I think I know the outcome, but regardless of the outcome, I think the COVID thing will kind of chill out. Yeah. This past weekend, I went to San Antonio for family stuff, and it was weird. Uh, you know, to everybody listening who lives in, in Canton, Athens, stay in your community because it's just weird like everybody's obsessed with the covid stuff yeah and there are some business moves that i want to make i'm not going to do anything until let's just let you know november 3rd shake out no doubt um but if all of that wasn't going on come and take it in a vacuum yes like moving forward with come and take it we've had We've discussed this and numerous times. Yeah. Um, we've had numerous people approach us about opening more come and takeits. Like yeah. And what does that make like, you feel? Like what if we opened another one? What well, if Well, okay, truth be told, you know, you open one store, you can make a living off of it. And as a rule of thumb, if you want to make real money, you open others. Like you've done. Um, <laughs> contrary, okay. contrary. <laughs> well, rule of thumb, like I said, rule of thumb. It looks like it's just double the work. It's really quadruple the work to have two locations. If you're still running them yourself, mm-hmm. unless you have general managers. But which we, we already discussed like how hard that is to accomplish. It's tough. Shout yeah. out to Rachel Snow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's super tough. Anyway, I. I, I but that's hard. I mean, there's there's only one of me and Mike. I mean, we're, we come yeah. and take it as ours. Like, it's just like we talked about earlier. It's called you, the, It's actually called the icon problem. But you think you're the icon of the store, and your customers think you're the icon of the store, and they don't want to come in there and see somebody else do it. And you have to get over it. It's the hardest thing in the world. You have to train somebody to get to be good enough to yes. where you're comfortable to get away and you're not. I, that's a that's a good. And, and that, I believe that, that's a that possibility. Way, that way, one day somebody can come in and say, you know what? How much, Mike? Best? How much do you want for come and take it? I'll write you a check, and you can sell it and retire. Because 
if they wrote you a check and you're going to retire, you're not going to be there anymore, it still needs to run as, the, as it always has been. Sure, not my problem at that point. <laughs> well, I, I know, but it's the same thing I have with CrossFit. It's like one day I want to sell CrossFit Van Zandt to somebody. I don't want to just sell the equipment. I want to sell the business to somebody, mm-hmm. so it has the classes it has more to, value. Yeah. Classes have to run right. Like I would, hopefully, like I would run them, and 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 the clients stay when I leave. But continue the spirit of it. Yeah, and of course, I would like to be a coach there still and get paid, you know, or or you know whatever. Yeah, your retirement job. But you know, I want somebody to buy the business from me, and not just all the equipment, not just all the refrigerators in your right. case, and all the inventory. So we have to train people to be comfortable enough, you know, how do, and how do we do that? I feel like that we're training up, maybe we can just get John and Susie to run it one yeah. day. But then you, you want to burden them with that, you know, maybe want to be an astronaut, you know. You're you right. Know. They, yeah, but they, they do I want to do what else. my dad did? No. <laughs> just right. on principle. I want to live in an RV one day and travel around. Everybody wants to do that. That's what I know. we want to do. Everybody wants to like, do that. It's I awesome. want to. I want to stay in the United States of America. I want to go to all the states, travel in an RV with it, possibly maybe one cat. No. <laughs> I'm out. And meet people just like like meet people, hear their stories. You know, relax, start a podcast. Start a podcast. <laughs> That's what people do. Drink apparently. craft beer and like good wine. Look at some water. Yeah. I mean, I want to do all that. I want to grow old and just be able to just go out there and yeah. be a part of it all. And but I do love, I do love my job. Like I love come and take it. It's my home away from home. I mean, it's where we are most of it's the time. It's obvious that y'all do. And I love it there, and I love our customers. I love yeah. introducing good beers and wines to people. I mean, I love it. Yeah, I wouldn't favorite, have favorite it part of my job is, is turning people on to something, you know, that they never thought that they would like. And it's but. fun finding all this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one part that's fun for me. I don't have a ton of time to do it, but just to sit and search new products. Yeah. Because our store is, is ever-changing. Because y'all are, you know, owner-operator, independent a lot of your vendors, a lot of the, a lot of these guys are the same people, same type of people that make mm-hmm. these beers. Mm-hmm. Sure, mom and pop making these yeah. beers. Who can sell it? Come and take it in Athens. Look at me. I'm I'm one of your people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, Ashley and I. Y'all y'all were the first vendor of Van Zandt Coffee. I you love were the that. first person to sell Van Zandt Coffee. And I remember you. Put it in those um, bags handwritten. that were handwritten. Oh, I hated those. But did, and did you write? You wrote all those bags, right? Yes. Like that was your handwriting that on was the my bags. Handwriting that Mike just made fun of. <laughs> I think that you probably concentrated more on the bags because they had to be. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Able to for people to read. But I appreciate you guys, and I thank you for. Being a vendor of mine, Bess, I thank you for being a member of CrossFit, and, and Kim, if you're listening, and Alan, and... Uh, oh, they're listening. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Rita, Lynn, Melissa, uh, who else? Pam. Pam. All the boomers. Um, the 9 a.m. <laughs> class. We love shout you. out to 9 a.m., which I'm and, uh, I'm a part of that group. We shout out to, you know, all the coaches, Rachel, Adrian, 
Brian, of course, Ashley Dean, who's the best coach of CrossFit Van Zandt. Um, got Don. Who else did we talk about today? Tara. Um, Brian. Yeah. I love I love Greg, CrossFit, and I Truman. love I love you and Ashley, and honestly, and I've never lived in another small community. I've lived in Athens. I've lived in Austin. I've lived in Boulder. Back to Austin. Back to Athens. But I really do think that our community is unique, that we support one another. I mean, I sell Van Zant coffee all day long. I mean, I'm wearing your shirt. Yeah, the shirt on. And I, I wear this. You knew we were coming here for the That's podcast. What I no, yeah. this is one of my favorite shirts. I still don't understand why I paid $35 for it. Yeah. But. Ooh. She didn't. Because she didn't catch the pre-sale. Oh. Didn't, she didn't catch the pre-sale. Yeah. $35 bucks for a shirt. But that's I love that. your coffee. It's easy to sell. It's easy to sell a good product. And that's, yes. I feel that it. That's what we try to bring in to come and take it. I'm not in the t-shirt It's t-shirt not hard business. to sell yeah. good products. No, you are. <laughs> and with Atticus, I mean, like, we love them. We send people down there. They send people to us. I honestly, as Mike, I try to recruit CrossFitters all the time. I know. And we talk about come and take it at the end of class. So right? I love our I like little it. community. Yeah, no. You know, it's... We we lift each other up. We support each other. And I think, I think that might be unique it is. for small business owners to be so united yeah. In a common the, good. the understanding that, and Bess has heard me say this a thousand times, but a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. And to understand that is important. It is. And it does happen. It's happening in Athens right now. Like there, there's uh, a lot of uh, well, there's yeah. a lot. There, there are some that realize that, and there's some that don't. Yeah. But I also remember this uh when i ran for congress you guys were one of my biggest supporters from day one. Oh, we do it again and y'all held a fundraiser for me and i'll never forget that for as long as i live <laughs> so i thank you for that and uh that was a tough time but it was great it, i wouldn't change it for the world uh but you guys were even you know i had people you know and i just felt like i just met y'all recently and you guys were so supportive of me, and I'll never forget that. So thank you all for that. Well, I remember going in. I think I was buying coffee from you, and you, yeah. you, it was right when you announced it, and you told me, "Yeah, I'm running for Congress. And I said, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yes. This, this is right. This is exactly yeah. who should be uh, yeah. a representative. And, and not to get into that, because we can spend six hours on yeah, that. Sure. But <laughs> the... It's human nature to represent your own interest. It's human nature, right? I'm going to protect my family first, obviously. So I think we should elect people that are most like us. You know, and you, you know, people, whoever can represent who. But, like, I want my representative to be from here. I want them to be a business owner. Because I know they're going to take care of themselves, which in turn is going to take care of me. When somebody says, like, well, we'll also take care of you, too, they're just paying lip service to you. And but somebody who doesn't understand how a business works or yeah. who's never done that before, never started a business, like, that's not a yeah. real representative. Yeah, it's not. And... and and you know, like that doesn't represent anybody. It, it's not. It's not. The you know, worker. someone someone who wants it's to the, be a politician. The business owner is the 
has the has the employees working for them. They work for them, and it's you're taking care of so many people. But it, yeah. So, I, yeah. I anyway. So we've we've said it all. Thank you. I want to thank you, uh, Bess and Mike, for being on here. It was thank a you. pleasure. Yeah, I'm in take it Athens. Go once again, Larkin Street behind Bacon Chevrolet, right by Common Area Market, across the highway from Atticus and Company, down the street from CrossFit Van Zant South, uh, in Athens, Texas. I want to thank you, the sponsors, Van Zant Coffee Company and Protein Proletas, the, the protein ice cream that is sold at CrossFit Van Zant in the freezer. You can get it. There at both of my locations. Mm, you can and also it is go, so good. You can also go to proletas.com. That's P-R-O-L-E-T-A-S.com. And uh, some of them have at least 24 grams of protein. So after you work out, you can you can actually eat ice cream, and it'll help your muscles grow. So thank you, guys. If you want to sponsor the podcast, reach out to me at dzfit.com. Send me a message, whatever. Thanks for listening. This is a long podcast, but we had two beer tastings, <laughs> and we got to know two people. This is the first time I've had. First of all, best congratulations on being the first woman to ever be on the Sam Dean podcast. Sam Dean I is feel woke. Honored. It's woke. This is this Mike could Suarez, be your woke. First guy that has a Hispanic sounding name. <laughs> but uh, I love. I love having people on here. I learned a lot tonight, and thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. you. Good night. Good night, guys. Bye.